Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Episode 75, Fred and Road West. Road? Road. (laughs) Road. Nope. This is Fred and Rose West. The final fucking chapter. We are done. Fucking thank Jesus. We are done. This is it. This This is is all you get. Yeah, I'm so five fucking parts though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm over it. And we're gonna end the series of the horrid cunts. But before we do. We're going to let you know about our page, ageofradio.org, backslash, color me dead, backslash, ba- why can't I ever say backslash? Backsla- backslash? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's now a backslash if you're referring to a color me dead anything. Backslash. 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 On there, you can find our Patreon. You can find our affiliate sponsors, Loot Crate, on it, Lootware, and Blue Apron. Also, I think I'm going to try out my hand in the blog finally. So you'll find our blog on there. Angel and I will be posting blogs from from now on. I can't tell you when they're going to be posted, but we'll set a day, probably Mondays, that they'll be posted so you can go check it out. and It'll be like our take on things, our thoughts, anything, random, whatever we feel like. Random. You can check it out. The name of the book we used for most of the research in this was called An Evil Love, The Life of Frederick West by Jeffrey Wansell. Over the last four episodes of these evil, torturous cunts, cunt is a, just... Mm, and not like, the good kind. No, it's like the minimal... Uh, there's not a word that describes them. That's all I could come up with. But we covered their horrible game of picking up women, torturing them, and murdering some of them. They didn't murder all of them, but they murdered some of them. And let's not leave out the fact that they did this to their own children. All the torture and shit. All of it. All of it. So to start things off with fuckery, we're going to tell you a story about uh, one of their many rapes that went unreported that they got away with. Just to start off on a fucking low note... We're going to stay there. <laughs> We're just going to swim around in the dirty part of the pool real quick. <laughs> We're going to set the tone really fucking low and just not go up from there. Actually, it might get lower. There were a couple of girls that they had picked up. And somehow the sneaky little snakes got them into the bedroom where they tied up one of the girls and gagged her. Uh, they made the other girl watch while they used dildos on the one that was tied up, and Rose would go down on her while Fred fucked her from behind like they like to do. Once they finished with the first one, they moved on to the next girl. And they kind of did the same with her, but once they were finished doing all that stuff, Rose was Rose told Fred that he needed to rape her in the ass, which is... Why would a woman do that? I don't understand, Rose. That's what's getting no, me she's- so bad. I really think that she had a lot of mental illness problems mm-hmm. that came full circle and surfaced more and more. And I think that it was one of those things, this is just me speculating, but I think it was one of the things that she felt very much in control. 
Yeah. And if she could get him to do certain things that she was in control, she was the boss. Yeah, because she wasn't the boss in anything else. He no. ran. He ran that ship. She did what she what he wanted her to. So Fred did rape this poor little girl in the ass, and she bawled and screamed and cried. She was gagged, but you can still hear screaming. You can still scream while you're gagged. It it might not be very loud, but after that, they untied both of them and let him go. The second girl got up and said that she had that when she stood up to get rest, not to get rest, how about to get dressed, that there was just blood running out of her, Mm. running down her legs, and she just hurried and got dressed and left. Yuck. Yeah, that and they never reported it because so many people didn't report. I don't. I don't know if they didn't think there was enough evidence, if they were too afraid. There's many reasons why many people don't report. But for some reason, Fred and Rose found all the people that weren't going to report. Or if they did, wouldn't show up to court. Well, and I wonder if it's one of those things that they were threatened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think that that's... For this particular situation, you know, in the 70s, it's not like... You know, they all lived pretty close. They all Mm -hmm. lived in that same community. It wasn't going to be hard to find you. Yeah. And seeing the brutality of the the rapes and the torture, if they let them go, they obviously planted a bug that was like, if you say anything, if you go go to anybody and you rat us out, that's mild compared to what I will do. Who the fuck is going to go run run into the cops after that? Yeah. This is mild. This is only mild compared to what I can do to you. Right. Ugh. Nope. Yachtney. So I'm sorry to start it off horrible, but I, did, I didn't want to get anybody's hopes up that it was going to be a happy Or episode. that it was going to get any better, because <laughs> guess what? It don't. It doesn't. And if anybody thinks that they are anything less than the toy box killer, no. It Think just again. doesn't. Just because it wasn't... Um, published or noted Mm -hmm. i mean there weren't recordings or anything like that that david parker ray had but they are equally as nasty yeah and all we have is like piece pieces of things that you know of evidence um survivor accounts like we don't have the full thing but i think that any other documentary or any other podcast that I've heard, they haven't covered all of this stuff. So they left out a lot of what actually did go on there. Mm-hmm. And after this, this fucking book, this poor guy that wrote it, me, you, me I'm sure that he, it, yeah, he had nightmares and probably had to go through some therapy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah, because just reading it gave me issues i was like i'm so done with this shit let it make it stop and he had to write it so he had to do it for years i only did it for like six weeks right anyway these guys are the scum of the fucking earth and the and words cannot express how horrible they are and how much um the thought of what they did has tortured my thoughts every day this is the first time i've had a nightmare while writing an episode and doing research it was not okay from what they did to their own eight-year-old daughter to what they did to all of the other women, woman, women, the actual murder was the least horrible thing that they did. Everything leading up to that was what was absolutely horrifying. And the poor women who had to live to live with what was done to them is awful. There was way too many survivors. Maybe I'm a quitter. 
but I would rather die. Okay, guys, so in the grand scheme of things, you know how Color Me Dead works. You know how the gory girls function. We make jokes to help us mm, through these awful stories. Mm -hmm. So if we see something that upsets you, just know it and it probably upset us worse. If we're fucking giggling, we're, we're way more fucked over on this than you guys. Uh-huh. So just just understand that we're not taking it lightly. It's just what we do. Humor diffuses everything. And if you want to go get more info, because th- there's a lot that's left out if, with all the shit that we put in. There is a shit ton. There is that much more that got left out. But instead of making it an audio book, we made it into our own take of the situation. And so if you want more, go read this fucking book. Right. You can get it on Amazon. Just as an FYI. Eesh. So that was, with that being said, we're going to move on to the end of this fuckery with these two bastards. And <laughs> then, and then the rest of October gets to be a little bit more mellow. Yes. We're going to lighten it up a little. Still true crime, still fuckery most fell, but just, not quite this fell. <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit lighter. We're going fuckery light. <laughs> fuckery a little less foul. <laughs> it's like the crystal light of fucking true crime. <laughs> right. <laughs> just just gonna tone it down a little bit it feels like fuckery but it's not quite as bad it's not as thick it's the light version okay so the last murder that we talked about was shirley robinson fred had teased rose about how shirley was going to take her place as the next the next one fuck me the next mrs fred uh fred west like that was a a, a title that you wanted to fucking hold right i'd rather hold a rabid porcupine on fucking crack exactly jesus i'll keep giving it crack to you i don't give a fuck right you're just like <laughs> loading it up in a straw and blowing it right in its little nose take that motherfucker go i'd rather do this than be his wife uh-huh you're rubbing it on your thighs and shit like ugh. gross However, he later admitted that everything he did with Shirley, including getting her pregnant, was literally just to make Rose jealous. He got a kick out of that shit, which, okay, I get, I can understand the idea behind a guy liking the idea that more than one woman fancies him and is willing to, like, puff up and try to win his affection. (laughs) Mine, mine. But the way he goes about this, and especially with Rose, because she's so unhinged and she's so evil, that you can only imagine what she's going to do, A, out of retaliation to Shirley, but what she's going to do to punish Fred and win him over. Oh, God. They don't... mm -mm. Well... When Shirley's remains were found, her baby was not where it should have been in her belly, according to a forensic pathologist. So... They did the postmortem and found that the baby was nowhere near where it should have been for delivery. Fred had said that Rose killed her after shoving the whole length of her arm up her wahoo. And this is when he was saying, oh, it was it was Rose. She was so jealous that, you know, she did what she did and she just shoved her hand the arm's length up there and jammed the baby up there. Like elbows deep moved the baby right that was that's one story that's whale so that pushed the baby where it shouldn't have been he also said that rose told him that she took great enjoyment in cutting her head off rose was a heartless piece of shit we all know this so i don't put it past her one bit that that was something that she was like (laughs) yeah let me do this one yeah i'll do it it was like an early birthday present for her i could see her like looking him in the fucking eyes while she's cutting off this poor little girl's head 
Oh, I and being like, do you want to get somebody else pregnant? Do you want to replace me with somebody else? That's this what I'm saying. What like happens. the the punishment mm-hmm. and the retribution that she yeah. would have dished out. God only knows. Ugh. So you know, we don't put it past her one bit that she liked it when they were killed or when they were dismembered, dis dismembered, dismembered, dismembered. And I'm sure, with like beyond a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. that she was sitting there just like butterflies in her stomach, like going on her first date. That's how excited she would have been. And I feel like, and this is totally just like my opinion. It's nothing I read. Yeah, nothing I read or anything. But I could see her being like, "Oh, you like those legs." cut him off because you don't ever get him again like shit like that you know what i mean oh yeah well once they buried her it wasn't the end of things for her they told the girl who had been rooming with her that shirley had gone to germany they even applied for benefits for her and collected them like fraudulently for quite some time Mm -hmm. a social security official even came by to check the claim and rose told him that she had gone to germany to visit family Rose was caught bagging up her belongings by another lodger that she slammed the door on. Yeah. So, like, she's in there shoving shit into rucksacks, and somebody looks over, and they're like, well, isn't that Shirley shit? And she's like, bap, shuts the door, fuck off. Mind your own business, goddammit, you motherfucker. Right. She said that she barely knew Shirley, and um, obviously, you know, Rose isn't going to sack up someone's shit that she didn't know. So... My eyes are rolling really hard for anybody who can't see, which is everyone. If but. I roll my eyes any harder, they're going to fucking slide down my spine. <laughs> they're going to bounce right off my ass. <laughs> Woo! It's like a trampoline back there. Fucking for... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fucking for real. I'm agreeing with you. It really is. Ask my kids. They like... I, dude, I got, I got nothing left. I got to get down on some squats here pretty I quick. Like, <laughs> as soon as my energy level comes back, I don't care if I have to, like, lunge my way through the house as I'm doing shit. My butt is... G- I just got a visual of you like sitting in the living room. Just fucking lunging everywhere I go. Watching TV with Spencer and be like, I got to pee. And you're like lunging all the way to the fucking bathroom. I'm going to do it in the grocery store, like holding onto the cart (laughs) and just fucking lunge and reach and lunge and reach. (laughs) Fuck, man. (laughs) Oh, the visuals that are going on right now. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, I'm going to make Spence record it from like a bar. Somebody needs to. (laughs) So she has. Rose has gone in. She's sacked up all of Shirley's shit. She's been caught doing it. And moving forward. They even went so far as to tell people she had the, she had the baby, okay? And she named it Barry. They had Remember, told people, oh, so sorry. Sorry. Remember that name, Barry. Barry. Save it in your box. Put it. Put it in the skin box. <laughs> Shave it from your shelf. Okay, so they, they said that she named the baby Barry. They told people that they were keeping in touch with her and that she would soon return to Cromwell Street where Rose would help her look after the baby. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Because Rose, Rose is such a fucking child whisper. <laughs> <laughs> fucking child whisper. Dumb cunt. Jesus. Here, I just throw my children and Here, chuck this, shit at them. Take this fucking infant that you fucking made it do cartwheels in my belly. Right. And raise it for me. Yeah, please. Here. Please. Baby Be- Barry, all for you. I know nothing. You know everything about parenting. Here. Mm-hmm. Nobody other than a social security worker ever came looking for Shirley. On November of 1978, Rose gave birth to her fifth child that they named Louise. By now, Fred had a new interest that just happened to be 
artificial insemination. He wanted to see if he could get Rose pregnant with another man's, this is a quote, half-cast baby without the father knowing. So Tara was half Jamaican, I think is what her father was, Mm -hmm. and half Rose, which is total psychotic bitch kind devil. God. And then the next one was Fred's, which was the one she just had, named Louise. So he wants more. He wants to see if he can just save save s- some sperm. So what he would do was have one of his prostitutes keep the condom uh, from one of her jobs. Dude, this re- I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, I'm giggling, but it kind of reminds me of the island of Dr. Moreau. Where he's like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to put it in here and I'm going to make something magic. Right. That's, I'm like, um, all right, let's see what you... And it's it, it's not fucking Legos. No. Dude, you can't take bits and pieces and put it all together and create fucking... Anyway. He, well, that's why I'm like rolling my eyes because I all I can envision... Like, sir, you cannot read or write and you think you can artificially inseminate someone? What the hell was that? <laughs> hope you can take that fucking noise out because I'm, i gotta my, leave it now my mouth me it was like i don't know what the it fuck was like that, an it involuntary oh god it wasn't my tongue it, came, it was a it was cheek like a fart fucking, it was you like fart, a fart you've gone and farted out of your cheek it was like a little pocket of air it was weird I don't know. a pocket a pocket good oh god so he would have one of his prostitutes keep the condom in from one of her johns. Like, be like, can you just leave that here? Leave it in me or whatever they would do. You get a condom from another one. And he would, like, mad scientist the shit out of it and mix them together. And have, like, this little sperm butter and try to keep it warm. Only, doesn't sperm, like, it doesn't, it's not effective anymore once air hits it? Isn't that how that works? I forgot to look that I, up. I honestly am not 100% sure on that, but I know that it can live inside of the female body for up to three days, like, trying yeah. to find home. <laughs> it's, you're out of luck inside of me, sir. <laughs> Keep swimming. <laughs> Fucking ain't nothing wi- there. Ain't nothing. Well, but I, I don't know the science or the specifications in which to keep sperm. Like, I know that they have sperm frozen in banks and then they have to you know yeah. but i hey man i'm just a low-life redneck like i don't fucking know how that works yeah if they do have sperm banks in it that can't be true so i don't, I don't know but I, neither did he i don't i don't uh, because they're putting it in a cup and then they're giving their smample <laughs> did you like that your jack off motion was amazing <laughs> <laughs> they're putting their sample into a cup and then relieving that to whomever takes it and catalogs it and whatever. So I don't know yeah, how there, that all works. There has to be something of it. Who knows? Jesus. This was his way of staying in control of Rose. He knew that she liked black men, but he didn't want her to form a relationship with one as far as having a baby daddy. Uh, he could basically get her pregnant with a man she'd never had sex with, so there was no ties and nobody knew who the father was. This was his fucking master plan. Because he's totally obsessed with, like, the hum- the female body and all of our how we works down there. Once he mixed his sperm concoction, he would insert, insert it into Rose with the syringe. Do you think he ever got the turkey baster and was like, ready, Rose? <laughs> I don't know. It'd have to be something bigger. He'd have to get like a fucking super soaker to put up in that <laughs> gigantic I don't badge. know, man. They use little ones on cows. 
Like, have you ever watched a cow be artificially inseminated? They like stick their arm in there and then yeah. they have to manipulate the cervix. They try and then to they find, stick that yeah. really long needle looking. And, and all they, the whole time you're like, God, yeah, that's your shoulder. You can't go any farther. <laughs> I'm already in. I can't get in any farther. Like the first time I watched a cow be artificially inseminated, I was like, what the fuck? Because they go in through the beehole hole to mm-hmm. manipulate and then they stick things in the actual vagine. And yeah, I was like, huh. And you got to stop and think like, these are men doing that. That's not a small arm. That can't no. be comfortable. And they're like, nah, they don't even feel it. I'm like, can you feel that? Because it hurts it's me. <laughs> I know. I'm looking at this cow waiting for her to react and she's just whatever. Yeah. Chewing her cud. And I'm like, I imagine that's how it would be for Rose. Probably. <laughs> she just chews. Like, she just sitting there with a piece of gum, fucking butt in the air. He's manipulating things, squeezing. He's into the, his elbow. He's got the fucking, if you like pina coladas. <laughs> and he's over there with his mixed drink. Fucking grodio. <laughs> I just got the worst visual and I can't get it out. Yuck. It, it involved a Hawaiian shirt, just so you know. <laughs> was not good. Mm-mm. He called all of these things that he would do, like his abortions and his artificial insemination, his medical experiments. You can't fucking read. You can't fucking write. But you can do medical experiments. Come the fuck on. What if you find the right concoction? How the fuck are you going to write it down, Fred? You illiterate piece of shit. <laughs> He's in there drawing pictures with crayons. <laughs> It's just like a fucking mad scientist coloring book. I mix these and then I put it in the vagina. <laughs> like, wait, what? You did what? <laughs> you just like, you find his medical book and it's all done in crayon. Ew. <laughs> and at the end, he just makes an X because he can't write his own name. Like, yeah. He just makes his mark. Yeah. This is my signature. Do you see that? I signed here. I signed oh right God. here. This is mine. <laughs> I'm going to patent this shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Could you um, imagine if somebody got that, like a patent for his his sperm detail? Like his, mm. he's like, this is Blender Baby. <laughs> and what we did with Blender Baby is we took from here, 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 here. I did a little swizzle stick, <laughs> wiped it on my pants, like, <laughs> and Rose then they licked get, it off. Ew! And then you get that, like, the patent company gets it, and there's just an X at the bottom, and they're like. Okay, so I got some squiggles. It'll be like that picture out of Drop Dead Fred. You promised. It's like <laughs> just triangles and squiggles and shit. And he's like, Blender Baby. And they're looking at him like, okay. Okay. I just made myself gag thinking about <laughs> oh, licking a stick. sperm what? off of the... Oh, oh God. I have vomited in forever. So let's, let's keep that track record up. Let's do. Proceed. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> He even tried to make a video of the inside of a woman's vage. And, okay, you know how video cameras were in the late 70s? Correct. They were, like, the size of a small child. They were the great big bastards that you had to, like, wear shoulder pads and shit because that's where it rested as you fucking panned around. What exactly did you think you were going to see with that big motherfucker launched on your shoulder while you were hoping o- holding open her peach curtains? <laughs> He's got him like clipped with clothes hangers, like clipped open. <laughs> And he's, he's like, hold still, bro. He's got his fucking speculum. He's yeah. like warming it up. <laughs> he probably just jammed no. it in cold and yanked it open. She's like, oh, Fred. No. No. Could you not? No. We went way off kilter there for a second. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. He said the only person he tried to take a video of their inside of their vajayjay was Rose. 
But it wasn't. I was going to say I call bullshit. Mm-hmm. For sure we know that Anna Marie, who was now 14, said they tried that on her as well. This poor girl. She's 14. She started getting abused by them when she was eight. She's been through fucking everything with them. She had a boyfriend at this time, and Fred would, like, follow the boyfriend around and be like, you're not fucking her enough. If, if you don't do it enough, I'm going to do it. Like, shit like that. Said shit like that to her. She was still being passed around by Rose's clients, and when she refused, she was punished severely, as you could imagine. She was once taken to the hospital for severe puncture wounds to her feet, just like the ones that Charmaine went to the hospital for seven years before. I wonder what the fuck they were doing. I know, mm. I, I get that it was a knife, but like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to know. I don't know, man. I'm, sometimes I don't want to think about it. Mm-mm. There's, yeah, I'll find myself like trailing off into thought and I'm like, nope, no, you get your ass back here. Stop. We're <laughs> going this way. This is why I have friends playing while I am researching this so that if I need a moment. Anna Marie missed 68 days of school that year, most likely for injuries. She got pregnant by Fred. But didn't have his baby because luckily for her, it was an ectopic pregnancy. And I know that that's not usually a luckily thing. Right. But in this case, it is. Right. I, that's sad to say that, in my opinion, anyway. When you know that the baby is not viable and you get excited about it. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, fucked up. But her. in this situation, thank God. Yeah. They had to do surgery to remove it, and Fred was only there for a brief time because he hated hospitals. Oh, poor Fred. Like, fuck you. That just goes to show how much he, which we already know, but it goes to show how much he only cares about himself. I don't fucking like hospitals either, but get over it and go in. If there's somebody there that you need to be with, you go. I don't like hospitals either, but I had to eat her. But I had to go inside one. Yes, you did. Bastards. She ended up running away and changing her name to Anne, A-N-N-E, Marie. She was kind of just going and, like, leaving and then coming back. It, was, it wasn't like a full-blown commit runaway at this point. But once she was out of the house, when she ran away, she realized that other families weren't like their family, like fucking Fred told her they were, where dad gets you ready for your boyfriend and blah, 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 like he'd been telling her. Like all, yeah. She found out. Wouldn't that, that be a mind fuck, though? Uh-huh. She found out that that wasn't normal. That none of it was fucking normal? That that's actually the most perverse thing you can do to your kid? I wonder how that came up in a conversation, like, to, to find out, you know? Like, how old were you? And I'm not trying to be fucked up right now. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, if she's with her friends, like, how old were you when your dad started? You know what I mean? Right. And then find out, oh, no, dads don't do that. And she was like, oh, fuck. That... <clears throat> That actually happened in a specific case, and I can't remember where I read that, but it was like a the first time she'd ever been allowed to like go sleep over with friends. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, when did your dad teach you how to put your tampon in? When did your dad teach you how to kiss boys or, you know, like things like that? And they were like, never. Yeah, like my dad didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it was, I want to say that was probably 2014-ish. I don't know. I'm going to have to find it. So after Fred does all of this shit to, you know, does all the shit to Anne Marie, 
and has her completely groomed, has her thinking that this is what fathers do, that that's the relationship they're supposed to hold. She'd grown up this way. And the only sort of love that she had ever seen is when he was having sex with her. Uh, That was like the only form of affection she knew from Fred. And afterwards, because he would be like, oh, I love you so much. Here's the money for this or whatever, you know, like. And that was his way of making it okay with her. Well, and we'll talk more about Anne-Marie kind of off and on, because as you can imagine, she's a big piece of this because she's one of the only survivors. Um, Fred and Rose were still doing the thing where they would go out and pick up chicks. Fred was actually on a job at Jordan's Brook Children's Home where Carol Ann Cooper was living at the time of her murder. Children's Home. Right. He wasn't working at there, but he was like right, right next, next to, to it, it. Close enough that he might as well be right there. He should. Um, you shouldn't be within a thousand yards of any of these places. Or anybody fucking for real. Fred would flirt with all the girls to no end, as you can imagine. Their reputation had obviously gotten around. Hmm. The girls even nicknamed him and Rose Mr. and Mrs. Shackles. That fucked me up for a minute because I was like, Rusty Shackleford, I can't, I can't, I cannot put these two together. Make it stop. Make yeah. it stop. <laughs> but, but it had like people, people talk. And mm-hmm. even though nothing had necessarily been reported to the police, people still fucking talk. Well, yeah, and they knew that they liked the kinky sex. They probably probably didn't know to what extent, yeah. but they knew that they were into, like, the kinky The BDSM hurdy. Mm-hmm. The hurdy sex. The hurdy stuff. And not the fun hurdy. No. <laughs> not a he, light choking. Not not a few light slams. Like <laughs> the fucking, the hertzies. Mm-hmm. He would give the girls cigarettes and joke about sex with them. He would even tell them that if they needed a room, that he had one for them at Cromwell Street. Oh, yeah. Oh, please, can I? Oh. Sign me up. Oh, you have an uh, empty room? Oh, yay. Oh, yay. No. No. Oh, there goes my paper. Okay. So there was a girl there by the name of Allison Chambers who was 16, and she had actually been living there from 1978 of December. Um, Her mother and father had split up, and she had gotten really rebellious as a teenager, so they shuffled her off. Her mother remarried, and Allison wasn't happy at all, and that's when she ended up being placed, and they were like, all right, then run along. Right, so she was placed into care in Wales. She had been kicked out of her last home for threatening to leave and AKA or AKA what the fuck mouth finger quotes join the game, which AKA meant become a prostitute and do sex work. And this is how she ended up at Jordansbrook. She was five foot two, blonde hair, big blue eyes, extremely insecure and liked to exaggerate her stories to get a lot of attention, which is not an uncommon thing. I actually did a little research on the whole. Yeah. Some girls feel so invisible that if they exaggerate, embellish, or straight up lie and make up stories, then at least people are listening to them and talking to them. Mm -hmm. Even if they know that people know that they're lying, they'll still go with it because they're getting attention. But at least somebody's listening to me. Somebody's talking to me. That's like how they encompass the entire... That's how they justify everything. And what's funny is when they get mad when you don't believe them or when you try to question further and they get mad... And and then it's like, you know it's a lie. I know it's a lie. Why are you getting mad? I know a few people like that. In April of 1979, she had actually gotten a job as a receptionist in a firm of solicitors. She loved her job and she was doing really well. But this was about the time that she had started visiting good old Cromwell Street. Mm. The house was very attractive to girls like her. It was a place where they could go, be themselves. They were sexually free to do whatever. Fred was there to give them love. 
I don't like it. Yeah. And, the, like, basically, they're getting all the things that they want. Somebody's paying attention to them. They're allowed to be treated and act as adults, even though they're not. They're engaging in activities that are above their pay grade, so to speak, that are looked Shady down on fuck. elsewhere. And, you know, they're probably drinking. They're probably smoking. Oh, they're yeah. doing, like, all those fun, rebellious things that they wanted to do in the first place. Well, at Cromwell Street, it's fucking encouraged. And Fred loved it. Fred was like... Robert Picton in that way because he always had the drugs and the alcohol yeah. there, but he didn't really do it. No, he liked he just, seeing people out of control. Well, as soon as you put that shit in your body and you get to a point where you're not making active, life-affirming, good decisions, that's what he wanted. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because then you're a little bit more pliable and malleable, like, I can fuck with you and you'll do what I want, but you'll think it's your idea. He even went so far to get this little girl a necklace with her name engraved on it. Which, why the fuck do you need a necklace with your own goddamn name engraved on it? Like, did you forget what people call you? Right. I have a necklace that has my name on it, but that's because my name you cannot find anywhere. So my mom found it. She's like, I didn't have to get it special made. They had it and it was spelled right. And so I got it for you and I wear it. I just, I never, I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Allison was included in the women that would sleep with Froze. 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 Frozen red. (laughs) Did I write that? No, but I said Okay, I'm like, oh God. No, no. They So she would actually sleep with Fred and Rose. Allison's best friend at the time was also participating in that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like Froze now. That's a Frozen good, red. Yeah. I just like Froze. Like you just <laughs> mix it together like Benefer type thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Brangelina. Yeah. Froze. Froze. <laughs> froze West. Froze West. <laughs> <laughs> Her friend... That was joining in remembers one time that Rose showed her a black and white picture of a farmhouse. She that she was showing this to Allison. She told the girl that Fred owned said farm and that she could have a room there. She could write her poetry and ride horses and live in this wonderful place. Yeah. She bragged about this place to the other kids at the children's home. <clears throat> children's home, but even they saw right through it. They're like, right, you're going to go live on this perfect farm. However, the farm was real, but Fred didn't own it. And 16 years later, a girl who was an inmate at Jordan's Brook told the story about a time where she was taken there by the West and tied to a slab as part of a satanic ritual. Eight other men were there and watched as Fred raped her. On August 4th, 1979, Allison found out that she would have to stay at Jordan's Brooks, Jordan's Brook <laughs> after her 17th birthday because originally she was going to be able to go out because she'd had a job and they told her, you know, when you turn 17, you can go out. And she got pissed and packed all her shit and went and lived with, went to live with the Wests, which was not a good choice because she was, she had a really good job at like a, a law firm, I think. They call it solicitors. Yeah. And I think, if I remember right, that's what it was. I didn't write it down. But she had a really good, like, office job. She told her best friend to tell the staff that she had run away to Wales. They set up a time to meet the next day so her friend could give her the rest of her clothes that she had left behind. But she never showed up to get the rest of said clothes. The police were notified the next day of her disappearance. In September, her parents received a letter from her saying that she was staying with the family and helping them care for their children. Another motherfucking nanny. Nanny. Apparently, this was enough to call off the missing person search. 
I wonder if she really wrote it. I don't know. Or if it was, she was made to write it or she, right. or it was penned by somebody else. That's what I was wondering. Because you know it wasn't fucking penned by fucking Fred. Because mm-hmm. pen, he can draw a stick figure. Or he can probably draw a vagina. 22 girls. <laughs> Sorry. A vagina. A vagina. 22 girls went missing from that home after they had run away between 1970 and 1994. Strange. Funny how that works. Funny. In a police interview, Fred stated, quote, There are no more. I can't make up people I killed. He later hinted that this was a lie. Her thigh bone was the first bone to be discovered 15 years later. Fred's story about her was different, though. He said she was a girl who took the picture of him and Shirley and had come back to blackmail him with that picture, the one that they got taken together when she was pregnant, and yeah, it pissed off Rose, blah, blah, blah. However, when he started talking about her, he got confused and and said that she was a big-boned 22-year-old, which she was most certainly not. He said this girl, who he referred to as Shirley's mate, showed up years after Shirley disappeared and said, as far as I can gather, you killed Shirley. Like, okay, he comes up like, I swear to God, when do you have time to come up with this shit? Is it like a spur of the moment thing where it just comes to your brain? I think it's like, this is the way I see his brain working is almost like one of those old school bingo baskets where they just put a bunch of thoughts in there. They spin the wheel a few (laughs) times and then whatever falls out the side, they pull it open. They're like, you did it. You killed her. Yes. She she showed up and said, you killed Shirley, didn't you? But then when he gets questioned again, the basket gets turned a few more times and then they pull out a completely different theory. And they're like, Rose did it. G36, Rose did it. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) What do we have? You got a lot of shit roaming around in there. Yeesh. Many ways. He quickly changed his story from that, saying that she came to the door asking for Shirley, and he told her that Shirley didn't live there anymore. He told her to go to the cafe and have some tea because Rose was making dinner. Just all the fucking dumbest things you could think of to say. Okay. He now said that Allison was the girl that Shirley was having the baby for. He said they went to a cafe after dinner and found her. This is where she told him that Shirley had written a letter for her. Oh, excuse me. Shirley had written her a letter and told her that if she couldn't find Shirley, that Fred had killed her and she should get the police. Fred said this is where he punched her in the mouth and strangled her to death. Okay, I did not mean to giggle. Uh, no, but it's this the is like story, his story, though. Right. Uh, it's like well, his go to. Like, oh, well, well, then I'll. Uh, what I did was I punched her in the mouth because I've lost my head. <laughs> but that's like his go to thing. Like, and then I had to strangle her to death. So I didn't want to see her suffer. So. So, but that's, so Fred said this is where he punched her in the mouth and he strangled her to death. He said that he buried her under, finger quote, big paddling pool. He put her under the big paddling pool in his garden and it was made out of blue engineering bricks. He said that he lifted them and put her underneath. Right. Mm-hmm. He I'll shortly... Believe, I was say, I'll believe that when we shit turns purple. <laughs> Tastes like, like rainbow, rainbow shabbat. Um... He shortly admitted to dismembering her by cutting her into four pieces. It was her head, torso, and then the two legs. There were other stories that he told as well, and he couldn't keep them straight to save his life, or he didn't want to. Gee, 36. I, I put her under the big paddling pool. I, 14. Um, just kidding. I dismembered her, but that's what I see, like, just shit uh, rolling around constantly. a basket. Oh, and it's all different all the time. All the time. Constant. 
Well, when her skull was found, it had a leather belt under the chin and on the top of her head, and there were still pieces of hair in the buckle. This was obviously to keep her from screaming, because he had her, like, wenched shut, like, belted down. Like, you could see the... Can, can everybody see what I'm doing with my hands? Right, when I'm I circle showing my you? dome. Yeah. This God. way, from chin to forehead. Fred said that he had put it on her to keep her together and to lift her. So he could, dra- to keep her together while he drug her. Like, was, was she going to fall apart? I have no idea, but I don't think you can take their heads off like it's a fucking Barbie and switch them. No. This is not a scene out of Labyrinth with the little red guys. There were other stories. Oh, wait, excuse me. A number of her bones were missing, including her hands and feet and kneecaps like the other two before, and they were probably removed to incapacitate her. But that was kind of his M.O. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to know where this little secret treasure box of kneecaps too. is. Fuck. Okay. Fred and Rose both claimed that they didn't know her, and this was very untrue, obviously. Hmm. She was a nanny for them for a small amount of time. Maybe during that time she found a pic of Shirley and started asking too many questions you think Hmm. maybe fred had too much interest in her and then rose being rose got jealous and weird we will never know yeah jealous bloody cunt oh you fucking wee cunt that summer fred pays for rose to get an abortion why i don't know since you know he's got all this medical experience and he can he can actually perform them himself so i don't fucking know she had gotten pregnant for the third time in three years and it was his and he didn't want I didn't want her to have no, his it, baby. It wasn't he wanted an experiment baby. The spermanent baby. <laughs> gross. The spermanent. The spermanent. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Gross. Never drink. I'm never chewing spearmint gum again. Oh my god! Double the pleasure, double the fun. I won't even say the brand. I'd probably get in trouble. I was gonna. Say, I might get in trouble for just throwing that out there. I, don't I was know. gonna say suck in Fred's. Oh no no no. Come mixture. <laughs> oh, God. No. The spermant. The spermant. Spermant. So, possibly because Fred thought it was his baby and he wanted her to have the sperm experiment baby and not from him. Either way, I don't know why he paid for it when he's such a fucking professional at removing fetuses. But... Right? You have all the tools, Fred. Yeah. It's I mean, like you've been, getting uh, somebody I, to change your oil when you already have all the shit to do it. That was a horrifying <laughs> analogy, but I'll let it go. <laughs> At first, Fred said that it was because she had gotten pregnant with her father's child, but that wasn't true. Bill Letts had died the spring before all of this actually happened. He died during a sinus surgery. Yeah, they like put him under for the surgery and he never came back on under. Mm-hmm. On top. Happens. It happens. See what happened was? Maybe Rose lashed out and killed Allison as a result of her rage. Again, we will never know. However, shortly after Allison's murder, Rose was pregnant with her sixth child. God, fucking six. She was 25. Jesus Christ on a cross, man. Uh-huh. Stop it. She gave birth to their second son in the summer of 1980. Guess what they named him? Remember that name? that Barry! We, yep, we put the name in our skin box. In the skin it's box. Barry. Fred was in trouble at this time for theft again. He was sentenced to nine months in jail, but it got suspended, and he only ended up paying a fine. He was a smooth talker, and he walked a fine line where criminals trusted him, and so did police. That marble mouth was apparently a smooth-talking son of a bitch. Like It just rolled out. It was like silk in there. 
<laughs> also, after this, it was believed that he was a police informant as well because, it, like, your nine month sentence just gets suspended. Mm hmm. Hmm. Anna Marie had turned 16 and decided that she'd had enough for good. She disappeared from Cromwell Street and did not have any contact with Fred Rose for three years. The morning she left, Fred cleared out her room. Like, she was gone, and he was like, All right, let's clear, the, clear this shit out. She's gone. He and Rose hoped that their secrets were safe with her or they were completely hosed. Like, if she went out and started telling their secrets, nope. I'm going to compare them to the toy box killer again because they had something similar to the devil's dick. In one of Fred's confessions, he talked about how Rose would shove a vibrator so far up them that it would wreck them and they would have to kill them because of the damage that that had been done. This being the reason why Shirley's baby wasn't in the right place. This vibrator was more than a foot long and four inches in diameter. Rose would put it up as far as she could get. And then she would grab her legs or grab their legs with her hands and force it in with her foot. Mm. I'm going to read a little bit of Fred's confession about this. And when he starts off, he's talking about the group sex that he says he didn't like. I only ever tried it once. I didn't like it because Rose acted too bloody vicious. What she did to that little girl was unreal. I was making love to the girl and Rose got a vibrator and shoved it straight up her arse. Fuck me, that girl nearly went right through the fucking wall. I would never allow Rose to tie me up. She fucking tried for years. No way I was going to let her tie me up. I didn't believe in it. I didn't have anything to do with it. But there were blokes doing it to her and sometimes she'd come home and she'd been well beaten mind she'd have no knickers on like she'd been fucked all day i'd come home from work and she'd sit deliberately on the edge of the settee with her legs wide open and say look at that i bet you wish you had something that could fill that it never stopped it didn't stop at all there was no let up she used to run around naked in front of steven and that and she used to run run around flaunting it. She did it everywhere. It's my count and I'll show it to who I want to. She'd go and pick up any old tramp. She thought every bloke would want to fuck her. And if they didn't, she got nasty about it. Rose didn't want the gentle part of it. She wanted some big... This is a quote, by the way. She wanted some big nigger to throw her down and fucking bang on top of her. And treat her like a dog. That was sex to Rose. I don't want any of that sloppy shit, he said. I want fucking. Not fucking about with or chatting up. And she'd get aggressive. And Rose didn't have many women friends because she made it too blatantly obvious that she was after other things. She used to have spates in which she just couldn't get enough. Just so you know, we read it verbatim out of the book. Hence the quote. Yes. We don't talk like that. No. Well, they thought that Rose used vibrators a lot because they think that Fred didn't have a, a wasn't big very well endowed deek. he had a teeny weeny small little buddy yeah and that's why he liked to kind of be on the outside and watch because it, he was really self-conscious about his weenie and his favorite position was like doggy style so maybe she wasn't looking at his ween i don't know i'm not sure i don't i don't blame her but then again, look who we're talking about. Yeah. They said they never measured his ding, but he kind of uh, hinted towards such things to his uh, 
therapists. Oh, good. Good, good, good. They acted like it was like something that they missed. Like, we never measured the size of Fred West's <laughs> penis. I'm like, why the fuck would you? But Rose would do it. Rose would major all kinds of her dude's penises. She had like this whole book. She's got full. a fucking journal where she she's did. keeping track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Fred wasn't in there, apparently. Mm. He wasn't. Yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't I, I, worth writing home to mama about. It's fucking filthy. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. Fred was obsessed with this. He made Rose keep that journal of all the sizes of men's penises. And she even had a collection of photographs of erect penises. There was also a collection of photos of her vagina in different, um, quote, sexual states. Uh, not fucked, freshly fucked, hard fucked. What the fuck? Oozing. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Fucking. No. On the st- draining i don't know however you want to oh, put that God. oh yeah see i said it no that's what was in my head too so when you said it i was like i'm not the only one that went see, there angels gross too yeah that's that's why we're friends i know they would make amateur videos i don't know who the fuck wants mm-hmm. to watch that i don't care who you are unless you have the hardest nicest body ever don't take video of you smashing papas it's gonna be fucking gross mm-hmm. so anyway they would make these amateur videos but it was always of rose taking different sizes of things so for an example sometimes it was cucumbers or and those english cucumbers are big as fuck um (laughs) or great big vibrators or other times it was a bottle that she would stand up pee in the bottle and then dump her urine all over her naked body yeah she did she had weird pee things that she did the golden shower thing like there on are herself certain, though yeah but well i think she wanted to be urinated on but there are only so many people that are going to be down to do that it's kind of like people that have like scat fetish yeah I'm, i don't give a fuck how sexy you are and how into you i am i am not doing poo play no i i hide my poo from everybody well except my kids because they won't let that happen but <laughs> but there's there are just certain things that i can't get down with Urine and fecal matter. Come on, guys. No. Like, of all the shit, no pun intended, that's what you want to play with? <laughs> no. No, sir. No. So, Fred made it clear that he wanted her to have relations with a bull. He wanted her to have intercourse with a barnyard animal. Wait, a bull. A bull. He wanted her to fuck a bull. He said that there was, he said that that was the only thing that could satisfy her. And I strongly disagree because if you've seen a, a bull's Aren't penis. are they long and skinny? Yeah. Yeah. That, that Maybe she just liked the length. Maybe. Oh, God. Jesus. You know right. that that bitch needs some girth, though. She's had all the dicks in there and, and all, all the, the kids come out. Coming, <laughs> all the penises in, all the babies out. Yeah. So even the kids knew about this. Mm-hmm. And there were bulls on their bed. Like etched in the wood. Right. Uh, uh. Another thing on their bed was a sign, like one by their front door. Like a wrought iron. Yeah. But this one said, quote, cunt. All right. Suppose. I feel like I would want, I, I have a mug that says cunt that my brother gave me. Anyway, going back to this. So they have this sign, chilling Can't. on their bed, that says cunt. Can't. Also... Fred made Rose sign this crazy-ass, ultra-bizarre contract that we're going to discuss with you right now. 
I, Rosemary West, known as Fred's Cow, give my cunt to be fucked by any prick at any time he so desires without ever saying no. My arse is to be smacked until I say I've had enough. My back hole is to be hurt until you say you've had enough. My tits I give to anyone that do not like them to screw, bite, suck them when I'm being cocked. Apart from my husband who can have them at his pleasure. My baby box is to be filled by anyone who says so when I'm told. The document concluded with, I give my mouth to be fucked by anyone I'm told and to be shut by Fred when I open it too wide. My tongue is to lick anything out when I'm told. My fingers is for wanking and fingering my cunt or any other girl's cunt when I'm told. I must always dress and try to act like a cow for Fred. Also to bathe and wash when I'm told. Signed, Mrs. R.P. West. There was so much I just had to power through. <laughs> I was like, please don't look at me. I know. I <laughs> was like. is not I, together. Mm-mm. I, I honestly, I, I was like, don't make eye contact. Don't <laughs> make eye contact. You're going to start to giggle. But those are the, like, that is a legitimate thing that is in this book. Would you like to get wanked? I. By my fingers? I've got me fingers winked in me bum. <laughs> Gave me a dicky tum. What in the hell was that? I must dress and act like a cow and yeah. bathe and wash when I'm told, which is I probably mean, multiple times a day, you nasty ass. Right? You're like Shy a nuts. semen fucking factory. Dude, that is, seriously, I imagine it looks like one of those ponds that has like the blooming algae. That's uh. what the inside of her juju looks like. I think she has to wear rain boots so that all that comes when she stands oh up my and God. run she's into the boots. Pooling around her fucking yeah. toes. So then <laughs> she just washes out the boots. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. There is not enough douche. No. There's can... not enough vinegar in the world. Nope. Or nope. whatever else you can... put in there. Okay, so ladies have a self-cleaning mechanism. And I know that some ladies have a different or stronger smell than other ladies i don't even want to try and wrap my gray matter around what she smelled like with all the different kinds of spunk that's been deposited in her baby box take a weekend where you've just got the shit fucked out of you and you know no matter how much you wash you smell like a little bit of sperm that's her time all the time nine thousand just all the time it's just a sperm like she just reeks of sperm like, when we go okay, all right eat, i'm fucking i'm feeling a little woozy, okay, here. A little woozy here. like when you go to their house they're like it, it has a smell i can't i, I smelled oh my God. it before like when you fucking go to your friend's hotel room <laughs> like you guys get separate hotels and you like walk in you're like dude it stinks like sex in here and they're in there like oh, yeah it well, does yeah it does that's <laughs> never i'm never that friend because i'm usually there by myself Okay, well, all by myself. <laughs> all right. Whew. Fred Ray, oh, fucking, um, sorry. baby box. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm supposed to help. Yeah, you're not helping. Sorry. Sorry about that. Mm. Fred made Rose wear knickers when she went out for sex. She never wore them at home, and Fred liked to see her wear them so that he could keep her semen soaked under drawers in a jar. Once she quit fucking a guy, they would burn the knickers and keep them in a pot by the fireplace. So they had like rituals. Yeah. Fireplace panty pot. Ah. (laughs) Fucking what? I just don't get the things that they do. 
And in my mind, because they call them knickers, they're not like, they don't look like panties. They no, look I want like the, They're those, the long, puffy. like, yeah. bloomers. Yeah. Yes. Like capri blousey short things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 1982, Rose gave birth to another daughter. They named her Rosemary. She wasn't Fred's, though. Her father was a Jamaican man that was one of Rose's clients. Weird. All of their lodgers had moved out, and Fred got a letter from the city saying that he needed to fix the top floor of his home. He turned one room into Rose's new room. It had a four-poster bed with the bulls on it. There were two barnyard animals, countable, mating on posters, and, of course, the iron sign that said, Can't. I love that he's like presents it to her like it's this like heartwarming gift. I got you a wrought iron sign. That's cunt. <laughs> if somebody gave that to me, I would actually be excited and it, I would laugh really hard. But the way that they're doing it is totally different than the way that I would, you know, oh. I would like hang it in the room, in the oh, podcast yeah, room. Right. I got a shirt from one of my friends that I thought was pretty clever. It said, see you next Tuesday. But only the first letter of everything was like, yeah. So it said cunt. And I was like, tee <laughs> likes it. Or my SLU t-shirt. Yes. Where it's supposed to be Salt Lake, Utah, but it says slut. I loved that shirt. My mom threw that fucker away. Yeah. I know. She's no fun. Anyway, so she's got the uh, iron cunt sign. He even installed a video camera by the foot of the bed. The other room was their room, and it had a king-size canopy bed in it as well. Jumping to July 1983, Rose has had her eighth... Eight... Uh, it was another mixed race little girl named Luciana. Do you think probably that probably pronounced that, Luciana? Do you think that at that point she just opened her business and they fell out? They like came out ready for kindergarten and shit. They had backpacks right. on. They just stepped out. They're like, yeah. put me on the bus. I'm out. Right. Jumping to July 1983, Rose has then had her eighth child. It was another mixed race little girl named Luciana. Rose finally agreed to get fixed. Hooray! Fucking finally. Late 20s. She's in her late 20s. Baby number eight. No thank you. Maybe if she were a good mom, but that would have made it different. She's not a good mom. She's not a good person. She's fucking demon in human form. Eight babies, dude. Here's a fun fact. She later went to go have that reversed because she wanted more kids. True story. True story, bro. True story, bro. Nope. As we've talked about before, Rose was very abusive to her children. One day, she called the school and had Stephen sent home. She told him to go to the bathroom and get naked. He was 10 years old at the time. He said he felt humiliated and silly because he doesn't know why his mom's like, go in the bathroom, get naked. She then tied his hands. Nothing fucking good. Yeah. She tied his hands together behind the toilet like in Boondock Saints when he was, you know. Right. And then tied his feet together. He's naked. She stood on his feet so he couldn't move and beat him with the buckle end of a belt repeatedly, like in the base of his back even. And when she got finished, she said, do you know what you've done? Like she didn't even tell him why she was beating him. And he said, no. And she said, she accused him of stealing some porn magazine out of her room and he was like, I don't know if he ever said, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, but she accused him of it, told him to get dressed, and sent him back to school. Later that same day, she got a call from the school that said that they had confiscated a porn magazine from Heather. Oh, shit. So when Fred came home, she told him 
about the whole ordeal in front of the kids and they laughed their little asses off. And they even laughed to Heather and said, don't worry, you're not going to get in trouble because your brother got the beating for what you did. The fuck, man. I bet she felt like shit because that wasn't just like a spank. No, that wasn't a few light swats. Like he got fucked up. Mm-hmm. Buckle in. Buckle into the belt to the base, like, oh, the base of your spine and all over your ass. No, ma'am. Oh, I've taken some pretty good swats in my day. Yeah, never buckle end well no. not on purpose yeah not they, on purpose it, it might have grazed <laughs> like i've i've had my fair share of ass whippings oh, trust fuck. me but never like my mom has my mom had taken a belt to me several times but not yeah. buckle end not on purpose no my niece came in the other day um and she had the belt you know that okay when the mom and dad flip the belt over oh, in and half they, and crack it yep and she's like, look what I learned. I was like, where the hell did you learn that? Like, I'm starting to get you're all like, sweaty. Yeah, I'm like, you're, fuck, you're like fuck, fucking bringing fuck. back memories and shit. Yeah. You're like, oh, God. And I was like, you know what that noise meant when I was younger? And Oof. she's like, no. What did it mean? We learned it. I can't remember where she said she learned it. Somewhere totally innocent. And I'm like, that meant that you were about to get that belt across your ass repeatedly, probably naked. And not it, not in a good way. No. <laughs> like, that was a pull your no. pants down because I'm going to swat you across the ass a few times with that was said a, belt. That was an assume the position. I'm about uh-huh. to rectify your fucking and attitude. don't you dare try to get away or cover your ass. Oh, dude. Or- do you remember when you fucking put your hands over uh-huh. your butt and then you got swatted on the hands and the tips of your fingers went numb? And then your hands and your ass hurt because mm-hmm. you got it on your ass after that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. My mom was sitting right there. I'm like, ask her. <laughs> it is fucking true. This is not a fucking this, story. Yeah. This is not a fabrication. <laughs> no, I remember this starting when I was three years old because I remember where we lived at that time. And we only lived there from when I was three to four. So, memories. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. That same year, Anna Marie, who had been gone for three years, was now 19 years old uh, came back to her parents' house with her boyfriend. She was pregnant, and her and her boyfriend ended up getting married on January 14th of 1984. The baby was born in June of 1984 and was named Michelle. <clears throat> this is about the time that Fred told Heather and May that it's the father's job to get a girl ready for her husband. So, they had been left alone up until now. Like, he was grabbing at him and being all dirty and, you know. But no. now it's time for actual intercourse. Yeah. The girls were terrified. They would try to watch out for each other because um, he would try to catch them naked or go in while they were showering and try to grab at them. And they were now 13 and 12, so they were starting to develop boobs and look more like a woman. <clears throat> and he would call them lesbians for not wanting to to have sex with him. Yeah, so he's... He's taunting them. He's picking yeah. them. Oh, well, you don't want to have sex with me? You're a lesbian. They're like, oh, right? He told them that their first baby should be from their father. They could just give the baby to him and Rose and they would take care of it. Right. Like they took care of all of their other fucking children? No. Fred cut holes in their door so he could watch them change and always grabbed up their skirts like when they walked by. Uh. Yeah. They're, uh, No. He said he wasn't a pedophile. This was just natural to be interested in what he created. No, it's not. It, it is the opposite of that, Fred. No. The girl said he would get nasty if they refused him. He threw a vacuum at one of them because she was like, don't touch me. And he was just like, boom, vacuum. 
My mom threw a vacuum at me and David once, but that's because we also fucked the bathroom door up because we were digging off. <laughs> and I think she was going through menopause. She was fucking, she was insane. Okay. He was also telling poor Stephen that he was about ready for his mother. Yay. Mm. But if you go back to the way he- good old Daisy did things, this is all fucking normal for them. He would just kind of blow it off because he knew that if he had any kind of reaction that Fred would force him into it. Muir Hill, the place he had worked for many years, had now closed. Fred was working for himself as a builder, and he had a side business making lesbian porn. He definitely had a... Sorry. God. So not only is he a builder, he is now an amateur film producer, in addition to having lots of medical experience. Fucking jack of many trades. Yeah. Uh, he... <laughs> Uh, Ew. Making lesbian porn. 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 Corn porn. <laughs> he definitely had enough free time to kill. However, even though it's believed that he killed well into the 80s, all he would ever say was that he tried to get as many as he could. He said it wasn't a counting match. It kind of is when people are trying to find out where these girls went. I'm just saying. You never know. Like, he's, he, I don't know, who's keeping track? Well, fucking, we were trying to. Hmm. Heather was not okay with all of her father's advances, obviously. He made her keep a record of periods for him. He told her that she wouldn't remain a virgin after she turned 15. He molested them often, but he hadn't raped them yet. Heather and May made a pact that they would never sleep with their father. Heather was not okay. Everyone around started to notice that she was becoming more and more withdrawn. She was rocking on her chair at school, biting her nails, and she was going to join the army and leave as soon as she possibly could. However, sadly, that would never happen. She never made it. In 1987, when Heather was only 16 years old, Fred still hadn't let up. He wanted her so bad, and her rejection and determination... Her rejection and determination not to let him have her was making him want her even more. He wanted, like, he wanted to humiliate her. Mm -hmm. She wasn't just getting sexual advances from her father. Fucking Rose and her goddamn mother, her own goddamn mother, was trying to sleep with her, too. Heather had told people how much she hated her father. She told a friend that he forced her to have sex with him. In June, on June 17, 1987, was the third birthday party for Anne-Marie's daughter, Michelle. Heather stayed far away from the family. She wouldn't even pose for a family photograph. She was beyond sick of everything. Anytime Anne-Marie would try to talk to Heather, Fred or Rose would swoop in and make sure that they didn't have any sort of conversation whatsoever. Well, because Anne-Marie had to know what was going on. And well, and she was now gone. Like, she was out. Yeah, so she could be like, hey, come, let's come, go yeah. do this. I know what you're going through. Let's, let's, let's get, get out of here. out of here. Right. Two days later, she disappeared. Hmm. The other children didn't understand what was going on. Heather had gotten a job as a, at a summer camp type of place. However, it fell through, and she was devastated. But now she's nowhere to be found. Hmm. Riddle me that. Hmm. Hmm. The next day, the children had gone to school and left Heather home with Fred, who couldn't work that day because of the rain. Funny how that works. You can't make porn in rain? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just curious. Maybe not. Maybe maybe the, the, the porn in the rain has just been so overdone. We can't do that anymore. Lesbians in the rain, like, come on. How it's cliche. It's so cliche. <laughs> I was going to start, like... 
<laughs> Instead of it's pouring rain, it's pouring rain. <laughs> it's pouring rain. <laughs> Sorry. See, you could have done it. You could have done it, Fred, right? Just saying. The other kids came home and Heather and most of her belongings were all gone. Fred and Rose told the kids that, it, that the job that Heather got was back on and that she had left. Fred said he was keeping in contact with her. Stephen thought this was a little bizarre since she had left her favorite book, was, which was like one of her most prized possessions, because they didn't have a lot of possessions, I would imagine. And so for her to have one prized possession that she left behind, it was, it was a little fishy to him. Heather was actually dead and buried in the backyard under the deck. She'd been tortured and killed by her own mother and father. She was killed just like the others. This time, they waited till she was out of school for good so they didn't have to notify the school like they did with Charmaine. They told the neighbors who asked about her that she had run off with a woman because she was a lesbian. When right. Yeah. Two lengths of orange cord that were 22 inches and 15 inches long were found with her body. They were entangled in what was left of her hair. Aww. I know. She had been decapitated and dismembered. She had missing bones, including the right kneecap. She also had a broken pelvis, though. The forensic pathologist thinks that it was from a cleaver. That fucking... I can't... I still can't wrap my brain around that at all. I don't want to think too deep into that of when, why. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't, don't do that to yourself. No. Fred had killed her because she had refused him. She kept pushing him away and telling him no, and his rage took over and he killed her. If she had given in, she would probably still be alive. That's at least, that's the thoughts of the author of the book. That he thinks that if she would have given in and let him do what he wanted, she'd probably still be around. I'm sure that she would have been because Anne-Marie is still around. Is still around. So had she acquiesced to his advances then she probably still would be around. But what kind of life do you really think a person's going to live after they have been tortured, mutilated, molested, and raped by their own fucking parents? Because I can only imagine what kind of horrifying fucking night terrors Anna Marie has still to this fucking day. Right. See, and that's why I say I'm a total quitter. Like, I would want to be the one that died. I don't want to live through any of that. I'm not doing that shit. I know that the murder is going to be absolutely horrific, but living through that is no life. She was getting ready to leave home, so Fred and Rose were afraid that she was going to let their family secrets out if she if she did leave. So they were like, well, we got to take care of this. On June 19th, 1987, when the West children came home, Fred and Rose brought them all together and told them that Heather was gone. The kids thought Rose was upset because she didn't say goodbye. All right. Mm-hmm. Fred and Rose extended their porch a few days later, covering Heather's grave with concrete. The exact spot was referred to as two over, one across, which in a little bit, there it was different a little bit later in the book, but we'll get to that fuckery shortly. Her murder would be the reason that the cops would come to their house. It took seven years, though, for the cops to finally mm-hmm. come in search of her. So much child abuse went on in the house over the next few years. So much. So much. All of the abuse. All all of it. Fred and Rose continued to rape young women. There's no proof that they killed anymore, but it's believed that they did. Now, if you remember, we had recently 
seen that article from Anna Marie Mm -hmm. where she's like, oh, no, there's probably 30 more than what you think. Mm -hmm. In 1991, Fred resumed molesting his children. He would tell them it was a father's right. No. Can, Can you fucking not? He should be teaching them that it's nobody's right. No. Nobody has a right to your... To your body. Yeah. Any part of it. I don't care if it's your fucking pinky finger or your precious pink parts. Nobody has the right to fucking touch you. He would tell them it was a father's right, that he produced them so he got to be there first. He would take them to that bedroom, take them to the bedroom and make them get, get naked. He told them it was so that he could, quote, check them out. Like, for what? Fucking ticks? Uh, No shit. What are you looking for? The only time we ever got stripped down to be checked out was literally, literally for, for ticks. fucking ticks. <laughs> it was like, like, we've been out in the woods for a fucking week. Before you get in the bath, let me check you out. And it was usually my mom. Like, yeah. Let me see. Well, and you got to look in the fucking weird places, like in between your toes, on your taint, and your fucking underarms. Armpits. Yeah. that's my brother had one in his armpit once. Fucking dude. In between the toes. Ew. Yep. I've had a couple ticks. Grody. Anyway. So he he get them naked and he would tell them it was to check them out. In March of that year, Rose had rented a flat behind Fred's back using the name Mandy West so that she could have a little bit of independence to work on her own. She rented it until September and then just left everything there. When the owner of the flat went looking for her to see if she wanted those things, he found Fred. Fred told him that nobody named Mandy lived there, and then Rose came up just in time to see who he was talking to. Fucking panics. She didn't want Fred to know that she had done anything behind his back. She's like, I fucked up. Well, why the fuck would she give her real address though? Like, because you know she she's did. not fucking she's smart. dumb as fuck. She is not a smart man, Jenna. She used her real last name and her address. Hello, Lieutenant Diane. You ain't got no brains. <laughs> no. Leave the house every now and then. Read a fucking book oh, that's the, not that's a not goddamn porn. That's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Didn't have pictures. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no pictures and no gigantic dicks in there, I don't want to read it. I don't uh, want anything to do with it. You put that. What is that? A dictionary? You take that filth out of my house. Out. <laughs> I only want the the rubber suits with the dick on them. Jesus. Fred went and cleared out. Cleared. Fred went and cleared out the apartment. Rose may have been trying to stay private because she had just had a miscarriage. But wait. Mm. Didn't she uh, get the old nip snip? Yeah. So how did she have a miscarriage? I don't know. And that's what I didn't get either. Because I was like... I this doesn't work out. I mean, I know that not all tubal ligations. Yeah, are, I don't know. I don't know. Fred was losing his grip. His wife was doing things behind his back. His kids were old enough to start telling secrets. And then in early 1992, his father, who was now 78, dies. And that's who he like based his life on. Like I'm gonna be just, just like, like my, my dad. dad. Oh, fucking chip off the old block. Good for you. Mm-hmm. I love how we're both doing like, like oh, the Popeye sure. <laughs> with our arms. I know. <laughs> fucking lad. Where's Here's your spinach? <laughs> Jesus. Of course, he didn't go to the hospital to see him. Some bullshit about wanting to remember him how he was when he was alive and not while he was dying. Like I say that, but it not for my mom. Like my dad. Yeah, I mean. No. If my dad was in the hospital, I would want to go at least say goodbye, even if he couldn't. Right. And I don't, because I've said that plenty of times before. Like, nope, I'm not going because I would rather remember them. If they don't know what's going on right now, I don't need, I don't need that for me. Right. 
if it's if they're alive and coherent, and coherent, mm, then yeah. yes, let me go say hello, say goodbye, say goodbye. I did with my great aunt, and it was the most heartbreaking thing ever because she couldn't really move or anything. Mm-hmm. But when I went in, she hadn't been responding to anybody. When I went in and said goodbye to her and I love you, she tried to move and talk to me, and I was like. Ah! yeah that would would hurt my my heart too she's like one of my most favorite people Mm -hmm. ever that's where my middle name came from okay i'm gonna go ahead and give you guys the uh, puke warning heads up Uh, we we need sound effects for this i don't know you could splice where i was actually dry heaving earlier (laughs) so in may of 1992 he actually started raping one of the younger girls the book doesn't say which one my guess is that it's Tara because she's the next oldest, which right. is the first, quote, half cast. The the first mix. Yeah, the Jamaican. Race, baby. Uh, he told her he needed her help. He needed right. your help. Taking some things upstairs, and when they got there, he raped her. He decided that he was going to videotape it. Yeah, he had the video camera all set up because mm-hmm. he went to the room where Rose brought her people. So the, mm-hmm. I think the video camera was, was already, already set up, up at the foot of the bed. Mm-hmm. She screamed and cried as he did it. The other kids knocked on the door to see if she was okay, but Fred ignored it. He like turned around and said, fuck off. Mm-hmm. While he videotapes himself raping this child. There were two layers that he had to break. And if another man did it, it could be dangerous. He told Rose what he had done. And she said she needed to inspect her. He then told her he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have to do it again. Right. Like he's like, I broke the seal. Now you're good. There were two. So I had to do it twice. But now it's not as dangerous. You're good to go. I won't do it again. Okay. What? Yeah. I don't up in my mouth. I don't like it at all. But even though he told her he wasn't going to do it again, he did a week later. This little girl told her older siblings every time that it happened. They wanted to call child services but didn't know if they had enough evidence since it had stopped. They weren't sure how to get the video um footage either so that they could use it for evidence so they just didn't end up reporting it he started picking her up from school every day to make sure that she didn't run away or tell anyone they changed the locks on the house so the kids couldn't go outside without them knowing one of the girl's friends did go to the police though one of her friends that she told about what was happening she just saw a policeman on like the side of the road and said hey my friend has been raped by her father there might be video evidence Uh, You should check it out. This is who they are. On the morning of August 5th, 1992, police had a search warrant and went to 25 Cromwell Street looking for pornographic video evidence. Fred was not home at the time, but Rose and the five youngest kids were. Anna Marie was moved out. Heather was dead. And May had moved out at this point. So it was from Stephen on down. Rose went into a complete rage. She screamed at the kids and said, don't say anything to the police. Don't tell them anything. The police grabbed her arms and told her she was under arrest for obstruction. Her response was, fuck off, you bastard. That's that's how you win friends and influence people, right. especially the police. And pe- I don't know if you know, but the next time you see a police officer and you're in some kind of trouble, the first thing you should do is verbally assault them. And then if you really want to take it to the next level and really get in good with them, slap one of them. Here it works every just time. Just a light slap. little light slap. 
Tara Louise, Rosemary Berry, and Luciana were taken to the Jordan's Brook Children's Home. Fred was found later that afternoon and, and arrested for rape. He denied everything. Weird. Fred told the police that him and Rose had a very active sex life, but he said all of his daughters were virgins. And when an officer said that he knew otherwise, Fred lost his temper and said, prove it. Two days later, the children were moved into foster care and Fred and Rose had a no contact order and would never take care of them ever again. At this time, Anne-Marie decided to break her silence. She told police everything that had happened to her. Rose was released on bail that day and found out what Anna-Marie had said and never spoke to her ever again. Fred was questioned three different times about the 25-page statement that Anna-Marie had given to the police. He denied every single bit of it. He said the kids were ganging up on him. He was kept in custody and charged with three counts of rape and one of buggery, which is anal intercourse. I had to look that up because I did not know what buggery was. And I don't like what buggery is. No. No. Mm. Rose was arrested again on August 11th and taken in for questioning where she either denied or remained silent through all of her questions. When she was asked about Heather, she said that Heather had left because she was a lesbian and she wanted to go live her own life. Rose was then charged with causing or encouraging the commission of unlawful sexual intercourse with a girl under the age of 16 and cruelty to a child. That's putting it fucking lightly. Yeah. She was released on bail and was not allowed to have contact with Anna Marie, Fred, or any of the other five children. The only family members she was allowed to talk to were Stephen and May. She went home that night and started drinking and took 48 Adenan pills. And Adenan is a painkiller in the United Kingdom. Yes. She was found... Sorry. That's fucking... I I know. Fuck, how'd you get them all in? With... uh, I'm sure her throat hole is as big as her fucking vagina. She just poured them down in. She probably didn't even have to swallow. Well, of course she had to swallow. They have to go, f- oh, just fucking open it up and let it fall yes. in. Oh, just I get it. <laughs> like, like chugging. Kidding. Just open. Open your throat. Open your throat hole. I can't open fuck. your throat. Just let it go <laughs> just in. Just let it slide down. What does he say Hey, what's about the, the difference between lips? jelly and jam? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You can't jelly my dick down, down your throat. throat. Why are we, why are we the way that we are? Hey. We can blame Kagan. Did Kagan tell us that or did you tell Kagan that? I don't remember. I think I I already. I think Kagan told you that. But I already knew the joke. I did not. I knew it was hilarious What's the difference between jelly and jam? I'm like, you can't jelly your dick down. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I was like. (laughs) (laughs) Where have I been? Oh my God. Why am I the only one that doesn't know this? (laughs) So after taking 48 fucking pills and washing them down with booze. She's found by May and Stephen and taken to the hospital. Don't say so. 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 Do you remember Hazel Savage from a few episodes ago? She's the one who took Anna Marie's statement. The statement that Anna Marie retracted nine days later because she was afraid of what her mom and dad would do to her and her two children. Hazel didn't believe the retraction, not for one second. I think Anna retracted because she was afraid. She didn't think that they were going to get out. And then when they and when then they got they out, did. she was she's like, like, just Fuck. kidding. I fucking made that up. Never it's mind. All hocus pocus. I'm just a big old lying ass bitch. Okay. Yes. Don't, don't listen to anything I say. Hazel had also asked Anna Marie about Heather, and Anna told her that she had been out on her own um, to search for her sister and that she had no idea where she could be. 
Hmm. Hmm. This is the point where Hazel Savage, who had 24 years experience, devoted her life to finding out where the hell Heather was. Fred told the police in his interviews that Rose had nothing to do with anything. When he found out that Rose was not allowed to contact him, he was furious. He's mad now. Mm-hmm. Now they what? can't make up. They can't. They like, can't cooperate fucking stories yeah. at this point in time. Oh, like fuck. our lies aren't going to match because now they've both got the bingo trap rolling around. They're like, ah, fuck. I, I don't, don't know. know. And just like that. Lies. All the lies. All of them. Like he, a volcano of lies. It's a, volca- <laughs> it's it's a, a meat locker of secrets and lies. <laughs> okay. Well, what it is, it's a big mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got all the lies inside. And once there's so many lies and it gets really hot, it, it just explodes. explodes. And it's a, just a volcano of lies flowing everywhere. <laughs> Lava lies. <laughs> Exploding lava lies, hot and stinging, <laughs> kill you in an instant. But they cool off really fast and a new one comes out. <clears throat> that fast. That fast. <sighs> he cried to Stephen and May. He told them that he was scared, but he was calm and cool when he was being interviewed by the police. Why cry to your fucking kids? They don't like your ass. He told police that his sex life was normal and that he was and that Rose was controlled by him. When he was asked about Heather, he said that she had run off with a girl named Shirley. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. He said that he had seen her about a year ago selling drugs on the street and that he thought Shirley's last name was Robinson. I swear. Well, at this point, he thinks that he's invincible because he's gotten away with everything else. So he's like, let's see how far I can get with this. Let's try this one out, too. He went on to say that he couldn't believe that his children would tell such lies about him. He said they told the lies because they were jealous of his living conditions, because the upstairs new rooms that he had redone were nicer than their rooms. All right. My dad's room is nicer than mine, so I'm just going to say that he raped me. No, No. Fred. It doesn't go that way, dear. Sorry. You fucking raped him, so they said you did. What? Oh. No, I'm no, I'm processing the Your kids aren't just going to come up and be like, "You know what? My dad raped me." And this 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 and this all happened. And he's like, "Ah, oh, it's just because they're jealous." They're jealous of my bedroom. They like my room and my bulls and my cunt sign. Yeah, what? No. No. Hunty. No, he knew that the police wouldn't find any incriminating videotapes because They had all been destroyed. He didn't destroy every single one, but the ones that had children in that might get him in trouble, he had destroyed. In early October, he was moved from the Gloucester prison to a bail hostel in Birmingham. Rose was allowed to visit him there. She visited him about 14 times over the next five months. Marblemouth Fred, the smooth-talking son of a bitch, talked the guards into letting him go home for Christmas. Fucker. This hostel was pretty laid back, though. He could come and go as he pleased. He just had to be back by 11 p.m. From what I can tell, it's kind of like a sober living type situation. Right, you have like a, a halfway house. Yeah. But while he was out during the day, he was being a thief, as he knows what to as do. As per fucking usual, sticky finger Fred. <laughs> You've got your sticky gloves on. <laughs> In March, he got transferred to an even lower security place. 
And when it got out that Rose was a prostitute, he told everyone that he rarely got erections. He said that she liked sex and he couldn't perform, so he just let her have her fun with all the other dudes. Okay. That's it. Fred even used this story in court. He said he was injured in his gens in 1973 and he could barely get a boner once a month. He talked about how lucky he was that he got the kids that he got and that the last three were from other dudes because his ding-dong didn't work anymore. Fred, stop. I'm going to ask you to stop. Um, I have very few words at this particular juncture where he's like, I got injured and my gens don't work. Hmm. That's not what all the people said. The, mm-hmm. got raped by you Mm-mm, no mm, you were bonering just fine then you were bonering just <laughs> fine oh goodness sorry he claimed that he had porn in the house to try to coax his dick into getting hard he didn't say it like that that's my words but you know you know what He's I mean? like holding a piece of lettuce in front of a turtle. Come on out, buddy. <laughs> Come on. I know it's cold out you. here, but <laughs> you want this, don't you? Wow. How bad do you want it? They fought to get their children back all throughout the fall, but in November, it was ruled that they would not get them back. All of the children were doing well in foster care and away from Cromwell Street. Many of the homemade porns, along with others, the ones that that Fred and Rose liked to watch together were recovered and viewed by an officer. It took him two weeks to get through all of them. And most of them, most of their homemade ones were of Rose. They ended up keeping four of these tapes to prove their unusual sex life for and later. And the fact cases. that he can actually get a, a bone, a piff steeter. Mm-hmm. On June 7th, 1993, 10 months after being arrested, Fred and Rose went to court where they got off yet again because the children were too afraid to testify. Like, they, they had... They, 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 mm-hmm. they had... Come on, Porky Pig. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> no, it's not. Not yet. We ain't done yet. And it, They had it set up at, in court where the kids wouldn't have to actually be in the courtroom where they would be off to the side and they would just be videoed, but they got so fucking scared, which I can imagine after the beatings they got after... Rose, mm-hmm. Rose thought they took a porn. Could you imagine the beating that they thought they were going to get if they told everybody that their dad was raping them? Right. No. So they were like, no, we can't do that anymore. Or we can't um, testify against him. Fred and Rose were free to go home together. May was living there and Stephen often visited. Fred promised them that things would be different. Mm. Isn't that what? People always say, like, people that fucking physically, sexually, mentally, and emotionally fucking abuse people, I'll be different. Next time I'll be different. I'm changed. Frether told the kids that he had seen Heather in Birmingham and that she would be home with them the next week. Rose told him to shut up. The kids were getting suspicious as fuck. They set up a trap for their parents. They had told them, watch Prime Suspect 2, which was about... (laughs) which was about a body buried under the porch. However, Fred and Rose didn't act weird at all, so the kids didn't think that they had done anything to Heather. The social worker of the five children, the younger children, had discovered a chilling piece of evidence. They told her a joke that Heather 
Heather. Heather. They told her a joke that Heather was buried under the patio. She also discovered that the porch had been made bigger around the time that Heather went missing. The kids said that she was buried nine down and three across. See, in one part of the book, it said one over, two across, but you get you get the gist. Yeah, they well, had but it a was spot. An, yeah, it was an ongoing joke. Like the kids actually told it to some of the neighbor children as well. They were like, "Oh, don't fuck around. You'll end up like Heather." Heather. Nine down, three across. Yeah. What? And it was a joke, and the police didn't know about it until this point. They it was it didn't like fuck the the mud hadn't settled, like Mm -hmm. the water was still murky. And at this point, they're saying it, and they're like, "Wait, shit! Oh my god, they're not kidding." Uh Huh. After the information came out in early 1994, Detective Hazel Savage went to go get formal statements from the social workers about this family joke. She was able to obtain yet another search warrant, this time to see if the family joke was true. On February 23rd, 1994, the search for evidence as to where Heather West's whereabouts started. Commence. Search. Look for it. No. The search commences now. In three, two, two, one. one. Fred had jokes with his kids about ending up under the patio if they weren't good, and now his smug words ended up being what takes him down uh smart ass <laughs> dipshit why the nothing, fuck would you joke with your kids about that i don't know and nothing fuck. makes me more well, happy than that i know right you just got fucking hung by your own tongue mm-hmm. you think you're fucking funny give them enough i say this about all the stupid people that think they're so fucking clever man give them enough rope they'll fucking hang themselves mm-hmm. hazel savage entered the house with a search warrant rose hated her and claimed that she had a personal vendetta against them since her first run-in with them 20 years earlier rose lost her shit when the officers came into the house she stole she stole steven wow she told steven to call fred on his cell phone he couldn't reach them so he called fred's boss at 1 50 p.m and told him send him home now i don't give a fuck where he's at or what he's doing you send him home right now he didn't get home until almost six called at 150 10 10 to 2 got home at six he was only 15 minutes away also so where was he during those four hours rehiding bodies perhaps you think? Mm. He was taken in for questioning sometime around 7.50 that even- evening. He wasn't in custody. He was just being questioned. He maintained that he had seen Heather and that she was into drugs and living her own life. With her lesbian lover, With her I'm sure. lesbian lover, 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 surely. Loverler. Loverler. Hazel Savage told him that she just wanted to know that Heather was safe and, well, Fred said that if he knew, he'd be the first one to tell her. Uh-huh. Fuck you, you smug bitch. Fred went home that night and spent the last night at home with his wife that he would ever spend with her. They walked the dogs, which they never do, and went to their room. There was an officer standing guard in the back in the backyard so they couldn't mess with anything. Who knows what kind of pact and bullshit they came up with. I'm sure they fucked and made a pact and blah, blah, blah. Tried to get get out of it. God. Yeah. On the morning of February 25th, just after 7 a.m., he was prepared to go to prison. He went and got in the unmarked car with Hazel Savage and confessed to killing Heather. He thought that if he confessed to killing her that he could get away with all the others and be able to come back home eventually. He had gotten away with everything else, so why not this too? I wouldn't have been fucking surprised. God. Around 5 p.m. in his third interview that day, he said that he had gotten mad at her, grabbed her around the throat. 
weird that he had gotten mad at her and grabbed her around the throat. Weird. It's like... I swear I've heard this before. I know. Wait. Oh, yeah, it was you. He said that he noticed that he had killed her, so he cut her head off, cut her legs off, then put him in the dustbin and took her to the edge of the garden. He said Rose didn't know a thing and that she had been gone, and when she asked about Heather that he told her that she had left and he couldn't convince her to stay. He kept saying that she ran off with this girl that had a red mini skirt on. Uh-huh. She's got she's got a blooming red mini. No, she doesn't. She, she's, she's dead in your backyard. You fuck. About 7 p.m., Hazel took Fred to the house so that he could show her where Heather was buried. And boy, was he surprised when he got to the house. They were excavating the whole fucking garden. Oh. (laughs) How hard did your asshole pucker? Did it pucker harder than a kitty cat's asshole? Or. I would have loved to. Dude, my face would have been screwed up like, oh shit. Yeah, he just got a warhead. (laughs) Your heart and your asshole just. Oh god. Yeah. I'm sure that face was like somebody shoved a warhead up his ass. Right? Like, oh god. Fuck. No. It was raining the day that they were digging, so they were having a hard time finding her. So Fred retracted his story and said he didn't kill her and that she was still alive and he could prove it. However, at 4.05 on February 26th, Allison Chambers' thigh bone was recovered. It was two feet down. The soil around it was waterlogged. It was black and sticky from where the girl had decomposed for 15 years. Mm, yummy. Uh-huh. Just a few minutes later, Heliton Heliton Skether. Wow. Try again. Try harder. <laughs> Fuck. Meep. Mm hmm. <laughs> Just a few minutes later, Heather's skeleton was recovered. This is the point that they realized that Fred wasn't just flirty fucking Fred. Mm-hmm. He was dangerous motherfucker. He was taken back in for more questioning. He didn't know that they had found Allison's thigh bo- bone. Bones. Bones. <laughs> Get your fucking bones. <laughs> he said that Heather was the only one buried there. Hazel told him that she knew there was someone else buried there because Heather didn't have three legs. Dun, dun, dun. Another butt pucker for Fred. I know, right? We're, we're up to two now. This is when, or where, 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 we're going to just fucking add some letters in there. It's kind of like when the, the, uh, the British say Hannah, they're like, Hannah. I'm like, there is no fucking R, R. at the end of that. Now Shit, we're adding our own. Would you like a tuna sandwich? A fucking what? <laughs> a what? It's fuck. I like how they make fun of us though. They're like, you know, the word herb. You say herb, and we say herb because there's a fucking H on it. And we're like, all right, you got me there. I, I still say herb. Herbs. Herb. Herbs. I say I, herbs. I like to accent it and say herb. Herbs. Herb. This is when Fred admitted to killing Shirley Robinson. He said that he had killed her while Rose was in the hospital having Tara, and that she was six months pregnant at the time of her death. But we all know that's actually a lie because she was further along than old Rosie. He ended up admitting to three murders. He hoped that if he admitted to three, that they would have enough to, like, shut it down and they would leave the rest of the house alone. He said that it was Heather, Shirley, and Shirley's mate. 
It was Shirley's mate. It was Shirley's mate. It was the one that magic her mouth on me, cook. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I was trying to get a boner so that I could make love with me wife, and so she decided to suck on me cock. <laughs> she magicked me fly down, and it was like a snake charmer. In me tick And she magic me cock Right up the zipper hole <laughs> And you wouldn't believe It went from one inch to two <laughs> She looked at my pants and said Tis gruesome And it was like take another look love It's gruesome more <laughs> <laughs> You want to have a go? You want me to sort you out? As soon as nobody's looking, love, I'm going to roger you properly. <laughs> I'm going to right cock ya. I don't even know if that's how they fucking say things. I'm talking out the side of my neck I right like now. It. We're going to get fucking... I'm going to right cock you in the baby box. <laughs> Leave you with a dicky tum. I'm going to fuck you so hard that you're going to have a dicky tum. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Let me find my space. Oh, fuck. Okay. Your, your space? That's where I put my... <laughs> we- That's where I magicked me little penis. That That's little space. When I'm really excited, it gets up to three bloody inches. Ma- look at this gigantic piece of manhood. I want Robin Leach from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous <laughs> yeah. to, like, narrate. <laughs> Have you ever seen a voice... <laughs> Have you ever seen a fucking nicer piece of manhood for the cocking of your baby books? Right. And then he put his meat slab in her space. <laughs> and she was like, Oi, Fred! <laughs> You've done magic to me! You've cocked me You've again! Me proper s- <laughs> You've gone and done it! It's right, proper! <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with us? You know what would go good with this cooking? A nice cup of tea. Would you like your tea? Her, like, <laughs> while like Rose was like sucking on his wiener. Um, did, did you want one lump of two? And he like flips his nuts on her. I don't know. <laughs> one lump of two. One, two. I'll put the two lumps on your chin. Give her the Arabian along with goggles. your tea bag. Oh goodness. Okay. <laughs> I can't see shit. That's because me nuts are on your eyes. <laughs> You've done been teabagged. <laughs> It'll get rid of the dark circles. <laughs> Leave them there long enough. Oh, goodness. You'll look like a 20-year-old in no time. You are a 20-year-old? Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, you're, shit. you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. Your face is a bit fucked up there, Rose. <laughs> You've had too many babies. <laughs> too many dicks duck alright back at the ranch Yeesh. they questioned him about Rena and Charmaine and he said that he had no idea where they were he's <laughs> you're uh, conducting with your conduct- finger again the orchestra. he then stated that he was leaving his house to Stephen May and Rose and that the rest of them got nothing you get nothing you get nothing and you, you get, get nothing. nothing that's so- not how this works Fred this it's like the backwards Oprah. Yeah, you get nothing, and you get nothing, and you all get nothing. Yeesh. He was interviewed eleven times, and on the twenty seventh, he told a sheet ton of lies. 
Weird. That's a shit ton of lies, sir. The news had gotten out that a 52-year-old man and a 40-year-old woman were arrested in connection with the murder of Heather West. Fred kept asking Rose how she was taking everything. Basically fishing to see if she knew that he was keeping their pact. Mm-hmm. Rose kept her half of the deal, acting like she didn't know a thing about the murders. She was really rude and snippy. I... <laughs> Surprise me not. I can I can't imagine a lady like her. Oh my god! Being it's my it's my snippy. cunt. I'll show her who I want to. She's pro- <laughs> she was probably sitting there for questioning, like hiking up her dress. You want to see my cunt? You want to see me filthy baby books? <laughs> it's like the fucking grossest, like Sharon Stone from uh, Basic Instinct, where she like uncrosses her legs and then crosses them back over and she's not wearing any underdrawers and like a fly comes out <laughs> uh, did you miss west have you put some hamburger up your vagina i'm pretty sure that an insect just escaped your vaginal cave <laughs> your your lips look like ground meat oh lord have mercy no, no don't dude because i eat ground beef and i that's fucked up dude we eat a lot of beef don't Negatory good buddy. Stop. If I made it through Picton, where I did not eat ground anything for a while. I, you know what? That one was a little rough because I did make biscuits and gravy with sausage and mm. I didn't eat that shit because nope. like halfway through cooking, I was like, today's looking a whole lot like angels eating vegetarian. Yeah, there's, <clears throat> I don't know how many people there is in here, so I'm just going to back off. I'm just not going to do this. Yeah, it took me You can't months. fucking trust anybody anymore. Mm-mm. Fucking Picton did it and so did Methany. Yeah. Barbecue. Don't eat fucking barbecue on street carts. Uh, Anyway, Rose got really upset when they started asking about Rena and Charmaine. She was arrested under the suspicion of the murder for Shirley Robinson, even though she said she didn't know her. The remains of Shirley's mate, a.k.a. Allison Chambers, were discovered on the 28th along with Shirley and her unborn baby. Fred was charged with the murder of Heather at this time. On March 2nd, he was formally charged with the murders of Shirley Robinson and Allison Chambers. By March 3rd, he was asked about Linda. Linda Goff. Linda Goff. And played stupid about her and then changed his tune. Yet more bullshit stories. Well, she was the one where her parents went to Mm -hmm. their house and Rose is wearing her fucking clothes. Yeah. She's got a fucking cardigan on and shit. But, so they have her clothes, but then they're like, oh, we don't wow. know her. Like, I'll pick, I pick this up at the thrift store down the road. Right around the corner. I've gone down there and I, I picked up some clothes for Rose because she deserves something pretty. <laughs> well, swinging on over to March 4th, he admits to nine more murders, including the murder of Rena, Charmaine, and Linda Guff. He was taken back to 25... 25- Cromwell Street to show the policia where the bodies were buried. He had a can of spray paint and he was going around marking the spots where he thought that he had buried him, but he couldn't remember who exactly was there. Hmm. He's just out there fucking something's right here. I'm not sure who. I don't know who. You might want to check here. Again, not 100% sure. No. And I know it was like 15 years before However, if you've only, not only, but hear, hear the rest of what I'm going to say. If, you're, if you've only killed 12 mm-hmm. and you know where three of them are, three, what, four, five, six, you know where six of them are. So that leaves you with four for the seller and you don't know who they are. Uh, that points to me that there are more because mm. you don't know who is where. Oh. On March 5th, he was confessing to Charmaine's murder, 
But it was just more lies. He said she was fully clothed and not dismembered, that she had been wrapped up in blankets and blah, blah, blah. Now, there's a whole thing that goes with Charmaine that was on the documentary that wasn't in the book Mm -hmm. where um, they were trying to, like, Rose was about to get off on a bunch of stuff. They were trying to tie her into these, oh, God. Rose was about to be let loose i don't she know she was about to be to alleviated of responsibilities there we go <laughs> <laughs> she was about to get off on a bunch of things uh, well, well i mean she has gotten off on a bunch of things we could go to the cucumbers the vibrators the little mm, kids yes i mean sherry you're not wrong <laughs> so uh i really wished i would stop giggling over shit like that it makes me so uncomfortable like even when i hear myself giggle i know that i'm not doing it on purpose but i'm like oh oh <laughs> A shit fuck. Shit fuck. Shit fuck. Shit fuck. But they were trying to tie her in with these murders because there was less and less that pointed towards her. And while Fred was saying, no, it wasn't her. No, it wasn't her. And there wasn't anything tying in. Well, the guy, I think it was the forensic dentist. Mm -hmm. He was like, I need um, a picture because we had talked about it before. They weren't sure when exactly Charmaine was murdered. They didn't know if Fred had done it or if Rose had done it because Fred was in prison around Mm -hmm. the time questioning. So the forensic dentist was like, get me a picture of her smiling and I can um, take the impressions off of that. However, they do their little magic, but he, they were able to find one picture of her smiling. They were able to figure out that her time of death like the period in the which period, she was murdered. yes. <laughs> there we go. Was while Fred was in prison and that got her in. So the book said that it was Shirley and maybe that happened before, but that's how she got tagged into uh, Charmaine. Yeah, well, fucking timelines weren't adding up for murders. No. And which this makes me wonder if Fred didn't teach her how to dismember. Oh, I'm sure that he did. Because I still don't think that he just did it on his own. I think that that was a two-person job. It was either that he taught her or she paid a close eye to yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, because, uh, I don't know, or maybe she maybe she just killed Charmaine, and then when he got home, he was like, I'll take care of this. I'll dismember her. Because if you remember, he did some construction on their house mm-hmm. that they lived in where it was covered up, or so he thought. He was then taken to Letterbox Field to show police where Rena was buried. Therese Single, the the word that I can't say, and Shirley Hubbard are recovered from the cellar of Cromwell Street that day as well. March 6th, Lucy Parrington and Juanita Mott's remains are discovered. March 7th, Linda Goff's remains are found. Fred was taken to Fingerpost Field so that he could point out where Anna McFall was buried, even though he denies killing her still yeah i just i just happen to know where her fucking remains are but i didn't do that i just know where she is yeah I, mm-hmm. I, I, and you will not find her how you found all of the other bodies on march 8th the final remains were found at 25 cromwell street and those remains were of Carol Ann cooper or kaz the remains of nine women total were discovered on the grounds of 25 cromwell he found out that some of the girls were discovered with 
bindings and admitted that he tied the girls up. Like, he's just waiting for information. He won't admit it's, to anything. No, it's kind of like getting in trouble as a little kid. They're like, well, we know this happened. And then you're like, oh, fuck All it. All right, know. well, since you know Shit. that. And then you just start admitting to things because you're like, fuck it, they already know. Yeah. Might as well just bite that bullet. Well, he continued to play a mean <clears throat> game of cat and mouse with them, promising that there were no more bodies. He even swore that he didn't kill Anne McFall. Still. <clears throat> That's my favorite. I didn't do that. I, I didn't do it. But they haven't found her, so. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I don't know. But he's confessed to her murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, get your shit straight, Fred. Hey, Fred. Get your shit. You know that, you know that journal that had penis Ugh. in it? You need one for your lies. Um, Less but dicks. he can't write. Oh, that's true. They he is even mentioned, piece of shit. Yeah, they even mentioned that in the book that he probably had a hard time remembering things because he can't write anything down. So he can't remember who's in the basement or what lie he's told to what person because he can't write anything <laughs> down. He can't take Sorry, notes. It's, it's funny. It, it kind of is. It's like, well, mm, fuck, man. You did the, suffer your consequences, bitch. You didn't learn how to read and write. So sorry. Sorry about that. He told stories about a woman who he had an affair with that he killed and buried somewhere along the road. He thought it was Kaz, but then realized that they hadn't found whoever he was talking about and quickly asked for a smoke. He was like, oh, shit. shit. Can, can I like, have can a I, bloody can I, smoke? Can I get a fog? <laughs> I've brought my own papers and my own lighter. <laughs> Which he really did, like, that day that he was going to go confess to heather's murder they're like he's got his rolling papers and he's got his prison lighter like he was ready to go come on fred on march 11th fucking for pete's sake (laughs) god (laughs) sorry sorry on march 11th fred appears in court for eight counts of murder on march 17th he's charged with the murder of allison chambers march 20th he's taken to midland road where they lived with Charmaine and insist they won't find anything there. He said that Charmaine's Charmaine's remains had to have been taken away during the demolition. I think he was confused about all that, too. Because I think he was thinking that it was the the flop before that, the one where they demolished it all and put a highway there. So I think he was... He was under the impression that all of his fucking secrets, (laughs) all of his dirty dirties had been fucking removed. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. But the next day, he told them Charmaine was alive and well. She's no, in she's India not. with her mother. Who was also, oh no, you found her. Fuck. Oh shit. My lies. Well, that's not going to work. Pen Fuck. and paper, I need to, oh no. Oh, I can't write anything down because <laughs> I'm an illiterate piece of shit. It's too busy fucking the pigs oh, to learn God. how to write. Every time I stop and try to wrap my brain around that too, I'm just like, God damn it. You sick fuck. Fred, Freddy's in there fucking the pig in the parlor again. <laughs> leave him, leave him be. Let him finish. Ew. Ew. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I say things. Yeah, me too. Mm. What he was trying to do was baffle them because he knew damn well that Rose is the one that killed her while he was in prison, and so he didn't want her to get caught. Their little pact was that it was all Fred. <sighs> Fred would go on and on about how much he loved Rose. He said she was such a nice woman who would never hurt a fly. Uh Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. 
sorry. <laughs> That's all I can think of when I know. Like she's just a sweet little ass. No, she's not. No, she's not. She's the fruit of the fucking she's fruits of the fucking devil. The devil. He said that she didn't ever sleep with women, and the only reason she was <laughs> ever with other men is because he told her to. Like, it was totally against anything she wanted. She, wanted. she just was a good wife, and so she fucked all the other men. Just because I said so. Yeah, she was just, just Such a stepford wife, if I've ever seen one. Lord have mercy. He said if she knew about the murders, she would have turned him in. He also said he had to kill them so Rose wouldn't find out about the affairs. On April 10th, Rena's remains, Rena, Rena's remains are discovered. By April 20th, Rose had brought in, Rose was brought in for child abuse and prostitution. Hazel Savage knew there was no way she was not involved with the murders. You don't say. Duh. And was doing everything she could do to prove it. Rose was a huge cunt the entire time. She's just being this tempestuous little twat. Let me see your surprise face. Um, here it is. <laughs> she was arrested on April 23rd on suspicion of the murder of Linda Goff. April 24th, Rose was then charged with the actual murder of Linda Goff. By the 27th of April, Haverhill's... Haverhill. Hazel Haverhill Savage. Hazel Savage told Fred that Rose had... Rose had been charged with the murder of Kaz and Linda Goff. He changed immediately. He retracted his confessions. He said that he wanted to he wanted to retract to protect some people, but he wouldn't say who it was. Gee, let me guess. Mm. Who else was in on your fucking murdering sprees? I don't know. Mm, Rose? Huh. I think you might I think you might be right. Oh my god. Ding 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 ding. Somebody give me a rubber tortilla. Oh. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Squeaky toy. <laughs> what I win? What I win? So by May, Charmaine's remains are found, and Fred is charged with her murder. She wasn't wrapped in blankets like he said she was. She didn't have on any clothes like he said she did. She was naked and dismembered. Fred started to cry in his interview about her. Why? I, I don't know. It wasn't even his like biological kid, and he hated her because of that. And that's this is the thing, but he cried during the weirdest fucking things ever. And I don't know that I'll ever be able to wrap my brain around that when he like Rose goes to the restroom, he fucking rapes a girl, and then he weeps about it. Like he finishes, he climaxes after raping somebody, and then cries. I'm sorry. What? I don't think it's because he has any feelings whatsoever. No, I, I think, think it's just I, his. I th- his psyche's fucking there's there's a crack in the fault yeah i have no idea he's but like oh sl- flip on manipulation mode i'm gonna cry that or maybe he really did feel remorse but it happened so far and few in between he didn't even know how to like process the yeah. fucking emotion or the feeling that his brain was allowing him to feel so he's crying in his interview about this moving along to june 2nd through the 9th of fred's murders are okay let me say this again, because I just totally fucked that one. <laughs> June 2nd, nine of Fred's murders are amended to joint charges with Rose. Roses were amended to joint charges on the 3rd. Hmm. So June was a busy little month. Yes, it was. On the 7th, Anne McFall's remains were discovered. She would be the last victim to be recovered. Fred had a hard time with this. He never confessed to her murder, and he began to become very noncompliant with the officers for the very first time. I think... M- 
I think that with her, he really did feel bad about her. I think he really I think did he really was her. in love with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fred's attorney would tape record their conversations and tried to sell them, but when he got caught, he lost his license for a year. The tapes were confiscated. In those tapes, he was giving bullshit confessions. He... <clears throat> he even said that Rena's pimp, Rolf, recruited Rose to kill Rena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, and I can't take the fucking Rolf. name Rolf because it reminds me of Muppet, Muppet Babies. Rolf. Oh, yeah. Played the piano, the little puppy dog. Mm-hmm. All right. Come on, brain. Come on back. And all you see is that puppy in like his pimp outfit. He's got the big hat and the glasses. <laughs> He's got and doing like a couple walk. little Muppets. He's yeah. got Miss Piggy and... Yeah. So June 30th, Fred is charged with 11 counts of murder. She's charged with nine. Froze. 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 Fred and Rose. This, excuse me, this day was the first day that they had seen each other since the morning that Fred was arrested for Heather's murder. Hmm. 11 and nine. Well, he did everything he could to make contact with her in the courtroom. He even, like, grabbed the back of her neck and whispered in her ear, and she just stared straight ahead. I'm she, sure that wasn't too difficult for her. No. She was cold as fucking ice. Me. Froze. Froze. <laughs> Froze. Oh, it's goodness. In full effect. July 3rd, Fred is charged with the murder of Anne McFall, bringing the total charges to 12. Around this time is when he started writing his memoir. Memoirs. Because... He learned how to write and read and write in prison. That's how he started writing said memoir. Well, thank Jesus he did something with himself. Right. This is also about the time that he started changing his stories, blaming Rose for all of the murders. He talked about her aggressive sexual preferences, which, didn't he just tell him that they had regular sex? Yeah, he was like, we're normal. He went, we're absolutely vanilla. He went from crazy to vanilla to crazy. Yes. Figure it out, sir. This is also... How, how would you like to be the person that actually had to view some of that? I feel bad for that guy. Two weeks worth of fucking uh-huh. porn from, from Froze West. From Froze. <laughs> <laughs> he told his son, Stephen, that he killed many more young women and that he had a farm 25 minutes away. He never told the police any of this, though. Weird. Supplies. Since Rose had rejected him, his depression was getting worse and worse. He spent his time working on his memoir. Towards the end of December, Fred wrote a letter to his wife that said, To Rose, I loved you forever. I made mistakes. I'm so upset about you being in prison. Please keep your promise to me. I have kept mine. I can't tell you what I know. You are all free to go on with whatever you want to, but think of all I did for you all and never complain. I love all my children. They were all mine. All my love and kisses to you, darling. Fred. Excuse me while I go for a whoop in my mouth. January 1st. Wait, sorry, not to interrupt you all rude and shit. But that kind of reminds me of when you were like, I don't think Fred wanted to kill some of those girls because in the letter when he's like, think about everything I did for you and I never complained. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I I don't think... I don't don't think he wanted to kill most of the people mm -mm. that they fucking killed. Not saying that he didn't like it once he started, like, cutting them up. Because you have to at least enjoy that to a certain extent. Right. Or, I don't know. I don't fucking know. But on January 1st, 1995, Fred did us all a favor and hung himself. 
And I know that sounds self. fucking harsh. His self. His self. That sounds harsh as fuck, but God damn it, he's a piece of shit. Fuck no, I don't you, feel Fred. bad. You can say whatever the fuck you want about Froze. Ugh. There was a letter to her in his cell when he had killed his self. There was also a letter to Anne Marie, and on the wall, he had written, quote, Freddy, the mass murderer from Gloucester. Fuck you, Fred. You don't get a when name you yourself. you fucking toot your horn one more time before you off yourself? You're a gigantic whore, bitch, piece of shit. So stop. The letter that they found in his cell to Rose said, Our love will never die. Rose and I will love forever in heaven. I will wait for you, darling, so please come to me. On the bottom of the letter, he had drawn a gravestone that said, In loving memory of Fred, Re- Fred West, Rose West. Oh, gross. Yeah. Rest in, in loving memory. Oh, it gets, it gets better. Rest in peace where no shadow falls. In perfect peace, he waits for Rose, his wife. Oh, fucking blech. Sorry. Cunty McCunterson. I just lost my fucking headphones. <laughs> Sorry about that. I've had, I've had a wee bit of in, a technical in, uh, problem. T- testicle difficulties. Te- uh, in loving memory. Just no. let that fucking wash over you. January 10th, Rose was charged with the murder of Charmaine. November 21st, Rose is found guilty of three counts of murder. On the 22nd, she is found guilty of the other seven, and the judge recommends that she never be released. You Amen. Think? Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. March 19th of 1996, Rose's permission to appeal was refused. Apparently, she is still winning baking fucking contests in prison now, so there's that. Stupid bitch. I just hate her so much. You know, Fred Fred did us a la favor. Maybe Rose should do us all a favor. How does she have friends there? I don't like know. How how are you friends with somebody knowing what they did to their fucking kids and other people? Other kids. She knows how to lick a puss and maybe that's all they care about. <laughs> Sorry, that no. was the wrong word. I don't like it. I don't like it either. She I you can guarantee though that she's just going around fucking everybody. She's like Dude, she's But I wonder if she's in balls now. That was yeah. two decades ago. Yeah. She was 40 when she got convicted. Oh, gross. She's got granny woogets. Mm-hmm. They're all gray hairs and patchy and wispy and just old and fat and wrinkled pussy area. She, yeah, she's like 16 It's like now. pickled pig's feet. Ew. Um, okay, sorry. Which so that brings us to the end. That is it. Pickled pig's feet is locked away winning baking contest. Fred's six feet underground. And the world spins on, kids. Ew. And um, and I am forever mentally fucked by Rose. Rose. Mostly Rose. Yeah. The fact that she is okay to do this to other woman, women as a woman herself fucks with my brain really bad. Yep. Really, really, really bad. Like, I'm not letting Fred off the hook. Like, I, I'm totally disgusted by him, too. But for, for another female to look at another female and be like, here, let me kickstart this dildo so far up your cervix that your child moves. Yeah. What? And no, knowing- it wasn't a dildo. It was her fucking arm. No, then- she said, they said it was her arm at and first. And they said and then it was the dildo. It was the dildo because he said that he did it to other people too. And that's what. It- Cuck. Yeah. Because it was, it was their version of the devil's dick. No, like, sir. I just. I don't like it. 
I don't like it at all. I can't. I am so fucking glad we are finished with them. There is a book that Anne Marie wrote. Mm, I don't know that I want to read anymore. No, I not to sound like a fucking quitter, mm. but I think I'm pretty well fucking done. Oh, so Caroline Roberts, who was the the one nanny, mm-hmm. um, she all she has a book called "The One That Got Away: My Life with Fred and Rose West." Okay, the one that Anna Marie wrote is called "Out of the Shadows." Fred West's daughter tells her harrowing story of survival. Hmm. Yes, and there's a lot of documentaries. There's a lot of um, a little interviews. piece of me wants to read Anna. Me too, but I can't. I can't do that to my poor brain. This one got in my head way too much. But I just don't know if I, because I don't know what's in that fucking book, and I don't know if I want to try and wrap my brain around anything she might tell because of the like the extreme nature yeah i already know enough i I know more than i want to know yeah i want to know everything but that part i want to know all of the around like how she felt when she was growing up did she feel like it was normal did she feel like she was being tortured you know what i mean i want actually being groomed or did she like buy into the whole this is what daddies do Mm-hmm. I, I just want to know everything but the sex part. I want to know her side of it. So maybe one day when I can sleep normal again, we'll do it. But yeah, not for know. now. Not not for now. Not for a minute. So, fuck not 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 the end. Can we say fuck froze west? <laughs> and fuck froze west. Fuck froze west. What? <laughs> Do it like fucking go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go ninja, ninja, rap, ninja, ninja, rap. What the fuck did we just do? Yes, vanilla ice, motherfuckers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Two, two, number two, two, number two. Favorite one. I know, right? I can still quote that son of a bitch like you would not believe. Well, just so y'all know, if you want some merchandise, go to colormedeadpod.threadless.com. We're going to be putting more designs up after we complete our design contest. So if you guys have any skills in the graphic design area, feel free to email them over to colormedeadpodcast at gmail.com. We'll need an original as well as one with a transparent background, and we have a little prize package that we're putting together for people for whomever wins. And get them in by October 31st, and we will choose a winner shortly after and thank you everybody that's made submissions already yeesh uh also if you'd like to find us on social media you can find us on instagram at color me dead podcast twitter at color me dead pod we also have color me dead podcast on facebook and we have color me dead group so one is kind of our our podcast page and the other one is for our fans and that's where shit just gets really weird with a lot of strange memes yeah we're all weird and we're all very strange we, yeah and it's fun and we like and it's it. very adult so don't bring your kid along no please uh, don't. we also have the color me dead book club if you'd like to join that we have the keto motivation group cmd keto motivation for those of you who like to follow the diet or are interested in doing so yes and Color me still here for anyone that's a victim of any kind of abuse, whether it's mental, domestic, child, whatever. You've sexual, got a, yeah, you've got a really good kind. Su- 
great mm-hmm. support group in there. And we also have the Color Me Dead Crime Con page. For those of you who might be attending CrimeCon next summer. And they've also added the uh, True Crime Podcast Festival in Chicago, July 13th. It's all kind of one big group together. Everybody's discussing travel plans for both of those groups, or both of those events. Events. On Instagram, you can follow me at gory underscore Nikki and Angel at Color Me Dead Angel. Yes. Yes. Uh, Also, if you guys want to donate to our Patreon, you can actually do that through Patreon, or you can um, go to our Age of Radio page that we talked about in the beginning and check out our affiliates. Ageofradio.org backslash color me dead backslash. Yeesh. So go check us out there. And to our Patreons who we refer to as our examinators. Examinators. Those are our highest level pledges. Thank you guys so much to Sharon Hoffman, Clinton Toon, and Samantha Vaughn. We haven't done a Patreon shout-out for a minute, but we will. Fred and Rose were really long-winded, so we'll add it in October, and we get extra special shout-outs. But thank you to all of our Patreons. You guys are kick-ass motherfuckers. Kick-ass. Yeesh. Yeesh. Very, very much yeesh. Very much yeesh. <laughs> Family. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Big winter blowout. <laughs> oh, big summer blowout. Big summer blowout. I can't ever say it right. I love that movie. I know that you don't, but I do. Oh, Look at that. <laughs> I've been impaled. <laughs> I love that Fucking part, Sven. Yeah. Uh, so That was Olaf. Oh, so oh you know. Sven is the... Uh, reindeer. The reindeer. You're right. Reindeer? Yeah. Is? yeah. What's the kid's name? Christoph. Christoph. I haven't had to watch it for so long, and it's been so amazing. But there's still Anna and Elsa shit all over this fucking house, including stickers on my living room wall. I'm like, fuck, whatever. I don't what are, you're like, shit. I give up shit. Well, maybe learn to read and write before you go to prison and try to write memoir. And stay, stay out, out of chalk, chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.